Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tony Dunn. And nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Welcome back in, Panther fans. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tonight's show, the Carolina Panthers must protect the bank or get next. The Panthers are coming off a win, their first road win in a while. Uh, They beat uh, Seattle Seahawks on the road, and we're able to run the ball effectively, putting up over 200 yards. But now they're coming back home, and Steve Wilkes has demanded that the Panthers protect the bank. He's calling on Panther fans to get to Bank of America and prevent those terrible towels. We don't need a win stolen from us by the Steelers. Hell no. The Carolina Panthers are in a race for the NFC South. Steve Wilkes is racing to get that job. And the man, who knows what's going to happen as we continue to play this way. Boy, it's been an exciting season. And I can't believe I'm back excited. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast on the internet. And I always do it with my wheel man, Cody Lashney. Tony Dunn, we're playing meaningful football in the month of December, baby. I am pumped. I literally don't think that we've ever been in this situation for as long as I've been on the show. That's how new this whole situation is, man. Dude, we have so much to talk about tonight. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into town. But if you look forward, the Panthers actually have a very promising road to the playoffs. And that's something we never thought that we would be saying in the month of December, man. But then on top of that, Steve Wilkes has put out the call telling the fans to protect the bank. We already know the Steelers fans are going to be out in droves. So it's time for us Panther fans to do our damn thing. And you know what? It starts right here on a Tuesday night with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's our guy, Drew, Joey the Blind, Panther, Esquivel, Chad Howell, JD864, John B. Jenkins, Ken Fokin C, Lawrence Trevet, Matt Knows Nothing, Michael Johnson, Pad One Panther, Panther Pickle, Shane Reed, Tim S. <coughs> The Cardant Cat 13 and Underground West 
and the real zero chill. Tony Don, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. We got football to talk about. Let's roll. As usual, we've got a ton to talk about. We want to hear your thoughts. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. We'll get your call on the C3 Panthers podcast. All you got to do is leave a message if you're unfamiliar with it. We'll play it, man. And we rock. We rock. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Like we said, from DJ Moore's injury to Davion Nixon being waived to Luke Keekley not denying or not uh, refuting or saying ruling out should i say that he may even be a coach uh under steve wilkes if offered the job uh we've got a preview between the pittsburgh steelers and the carolina panthers and also we've got some interesting news from around the nfl from marcus mariota to injuries happen boy we've got a locked and loaded show and we're gonna do it again with our with you know what we've got more people to introduce what the hell am i doing ck the man with the golden pipes are you ready to talk about the carolina panthers you know i'm uh, i'm as ready as i can be um if there's anything to be said about the carolina panthers um and the keep pounding mentality i was i have covid and i'm here to talk about the carolina panthers because i am so excited about where they are where they are i'm excited about where we're going and i am so optimistic that we're about to win uh this division i have a $20 bet that I put in on the Panthers weeks ago when the odds were 37 plus 3,700 FanDuel is trying to get me to cash out for $125 right now. They're trying to are give they? me, yeah, they're trying to give me six times my money. And I'm like, no, I believe in these Panthers. I think I'm going to win the $700 that if the Panthers win the division, I'm going to be making a little extra cheddar on the side as well. So I'm looking forward to this and I'm so excited about the Carolina Panthers. Uh, it's just, it's fun to be in this position again. It's not something that even halfway through the year we thought was a possibility. Love it. Greg, if the Carolina Panthers do win the division, you can put a playoff game in the bank. That's right, literally. Not in the bank for a win, but it would be a home game. And as we watch Tom Brady's demise, I was the last holdout. I think I was the last holdout, but I watched a man die on TV this past week. The Carolina Panthers, the rest of the – league or the rest of the divisions in turmoil greg from the bucks to marcus mariota take leaving the team this is the the stars they're aligning for the carolina panthers muted uh, <laughs> always 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 it's the playoff beard man yeah that's what it is yeah it you know? is so the you know, beard, be, baby. be down Fear to here about super bowl so we'll see how that goes Man, I'm so excited to talk Carolina Panthers football. You know what I'm not excited to talk about anymore is Baker Mayfield. The separation period is over. It's a full-on divorce now. I'm done. I'm not too late. We are going to be, we have to mention it. He's starting this week. Well, I but I don't have to defend him or try to defend no, what he's done here. He doesn't make any sense anymore. Not for me in Carolina. My quarterbacks are Sam Darnold, PJ Walker, and Matt Corral. And those are all <laughs> support. I'm not even worried about Baker Mayfield anymore. So I, I saw people in the chat saying I sounded like Skip Bayless the other day, and then I listened to it, and I was like, I do sound like Skip Bayless. That's that's gross. Like, I had to take a shower. <laughs> it was crazy. Tough. But uh, Mama just yeah. killed a man, JD64 said. It's over. It's over. Guys, we need your help. Yep. Share the show. Give a thumbs up. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, what we'll get, I'll, I'll tease the guest and some stuff. Don't worry, the beat check's coming back tomorrow night. Uh, we've had some lively fri- Friday free-for-alls. We had a really fun uh, Saturday simulation this past week in the post game show this upcoming week, I'm sure will be a blast. 
Before we get into the show, don't forget tonight's show is brought to you by Manscaped. It's the number one men's grooming product line, uh, particularly those for guys trying to keep it tight below the belt. That's right. You need to be ready when opportunity strikes, just like the Carolina Panthers are ready at this moment to take over this division. If you get the opportunity, you want to be clean, smelling good, and looking good for that moment. And you can do that with Manscaped products from uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 uh, to the Weed Whacker for your nose and ears, and my favorite, the Ball Deodorant to keep your junk dry. Use the promo code PANTHERS. That's right. The promo code PANTHERS will get 20% off your order and free shipping. There's still time, hopefully, to get that in before the Christmas uh, for Christmas. That's what you need to do. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, go ahead. Please subscribe. Check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us a rating wherever you're at. Leave comments on the YouTube channel. I've been getting drudged, bro, in the comments from the post-game show, from sounding like I'm arguing with a five-year-old, one guy said. Uh, he said, I feel sorry for CK, uh, Cody, and Greg as they have to argue with a five-year-old uh, for my <laughs> position, I guess, on this past Sunday. Um, one guy told me, "Does you know? Uh, do you know anything about football? Uh, you know what? I love your comments, even when they're negative. I did refrain from saying, do you know anything about spelling? As you said, D-O-S-E and some different things. But, hey, <laughs> I'm sensitive, too. We need you guys to get the show numbers up, though. The plateau happened in October. The dip took a turn in November. But we on the comeback, baby, in December. Get with us, folks. Get on the Longest Running Panthers podcast. Be a friend. Tell a friend, as Pat McAfee says. Let's get into the show, Cody. The big news is Steve Wilkes celebrating after this game and telling his players, we've got to go home and protect the bank. We don't lose at home. Steve Wilkes, this guy, master motivator, I feel like he's done everything everything right from on the field, but really he has united a team. He has created energy among a fan base and he is not a dummy. He knows he is campaigning for his job and he's doing all the things that he knows the Carolina Panther fans want to hear from getting the fans in the stadium to getting loud to, I mean, he's, he's doing it all. He's doing it Absolutely all. all of it. And then on top of it, you know what he's doing that's more important than any of it? He's winning football games, man. Look, we are back in contention for the NFC South. We are number two in the division. Now, I'm sorry. If you thought we were going to be number two in the division, especially after that Cincinnati game, oh, man, we were in the dumps at that point in time. But, man, we have rallied. This team has never stopped believing in itself. And, man, I'll be damned if, if Coach Wilkes doesn't have this team absolutely firing on all cylinders. And there's a culture thing to be said here. He is not only trying to implement the culture in the locker room, but this man is also trying to implement the culture of the fan base. And, by the way, who better to talk about this Panther fan base and what it means and how fervent it actually is than Steve Wilkes himself. Some of his uh, words at, at his most recent press conference. Stadium. 
when uh, you couldn't even hear yourself talk because it was so loud. Uh, you know, sex success we had here in the past. So I am great sex, and you know, for our fans to show up in mass this week, uh, so we can have that same atmosphere uh, when we play the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've been in that stadium. I mean, absolutely. Look, he wants the atmosphere. He wants yep. the fans yep. back in the building. And there's no reason for us not to be. We know that the Steelers travel well. We know that there's going to be a lot of Steelers fans. But that is a team on the decline. The Steelers are not the Steelers of old. They're coming into this game. And listen, they have a lot of concerns that, that we're going to talk about later. But look, if we're going to talk about protecting the bank, but this needs to be something that the fan base jumps on. And that's exactly what the C2 Panthers podcast has done. Isn't that right, Tony? That's right. You guys, uh, for the C3 super fans, it's a small way you can support the podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to the show. You can leave a comment. And you can call in at 252-228-5098. But some people feel cool enough uh, to become members of the C3 super fan club and that is for a dollar 99 a month you can support the show and what this does is it helps us reinvest in the show uh continue to build panthers nation do a lot of giveaways in fact i got one uh that we did at this to a caller to a uh and i'll highlight this in just a moment who this was the winner was uh that got a loyalty badge for the carolina panthers but we do that for <laughs> to reward our fans for a dollar ninety nine a month. You can contribute to the show and you get access to custom emojis and loyalty badges. I know it seems small, but it's fun. Tonight we added a new one. The bank is locked up. The bank is locked up. So all you got to do is use the bank emoji and uh, show that you are ready to shut down these Steelers, guys. Uh, consider being a C three super fan today for just a dollar 99 a month next up on the docket though we're continuing through with this is that a lot of the panthers success has come from their ability uh to run the ball um and really actually before we even get to that uh, ck you mentioned i'm gonna switch you up one just so we can see your face yeah uh ck we you mentioned that you had uh these odds and they're trying to buy you out of it first that tells us they're concerned about the carolina panthers and that the odds and the money is moving against them. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's interesting to me about this um, is that the Carolina Panthers are on a run right now. Probably that was not only was unexpected uh, by me, but technically there's a chance for us to finish with a winning record, right? There's right. four more games. The Carolina Panthers could possibly win a nine games after one of the most atrocious starts you can imagine. Eight games is reasonable. This run, the Panthers are making the run at the right time, while the Falcons have lost, I think, four out of five or five out of six, and the Buccaneers are just imploding. Man, this is good news for the Carolina Panthers' quest for the NFC South Division Championship. It's 24, it feels and smells like 2014 again. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, the thing that I, I love about that FanDuel thing um, is there's a part of me that wants to cash in, guaranteed, make $100, move on, right? But when you look at the odds, the odds have shifted so well, so much that I am I'm unbelievably confident that the Panthers are going to find a way to pull this out. Um, and if nothing else, I think we're going to win this week, and then those odds are going to go up even higher because 
here's the thing, and I want you guys to look at the the remaining schedule. I think this is an important key to what we've got dealing with here. Um, the Panthers' remaining schedule is we face the Steelers, the Lions, the Bucks, and then the Fal- or the um, the Saints. Okay. Now the Steelers, they're going to be having Trubisky coming into town, um, or maybe not, not even. Maybe they're talking even Mason Rudolph, which is wild. Yeah, I right. didn't even find that out until moments before the show. So you have that. So let's just go ahead and say there's not a guaranteed win on any of the these, but let's say we win that, okay? And then let's say Detroit, uh, we lose that game because they're playing very well. They're listed as like the number ten best team in the NFL right now in power rankings. Um, so they're very, they're doing a lot better than they did at the beginning of the year. Um, I think we're very comparable, and I think we match up a lot better than what uh, you know they've they faced in the past. But nonetheless, that let's even say that we lose that game. Well, look at the 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 Bucks remaining schedule. They have the Bengals. It's so this hard. Week, the Bengals this week. Now they have another win that you can probably chalk up to them going against the the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. Um, so they're going to be facing Kyler Murray. So that game against the Panthers uh, in the uh, in Week 17 is going to be incredibly important because if we win that game, then we will be in the lead. And then we can go and it's still, we would be in control of our destiny, even if we were to lose one of these games. I think there's a pretty good chance when you look at the remaining schedule that we're going to have, even if we have just the one loss, um, I think we still have a great chance of winning this division. Um, so there's there's a lot of things got to fall our way, but man, I'm telling you, I'm excited. And if you're, not, if you're a Panthers fan and you're rooting for anything other than success right now, I think right now you just need to go find somebody else to root for. We don't want you as a fan. If you're that type of fan who's sitting there saying, we want to shit on this team, we want to tank, I'm I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that mentality. Um, you guys can go the fuck on. I'm I'm ready to move forward with a winning mentality, and that's what we're doing here with the Carolina Panthers this year. I love that, man. Tell them, CK. There's no one to tank for. There's no reason to tank. And listen, if this team is going to believe in itself through what we've been through this season – Damn it, man. You need to believe in them, too. Forget about the draft. We haven't been playing meaningful December football in a long time. This is another clip by Steve Wilkes. And if this doesn't give you goosebumps and make you believe in this team, well, damn it, I don't know what will. Our fans, who I feel like um, are the best fans in uh, NFL football. Extended version of that uh, Definitely want those guys to come out and support this football team in high fashion. And uh, to keep those uh, Steelers fans out of the um, Bank of America Stadium. I've been around here. I've been in that stadium when uh, you couldn't even hear yourself talk because it was so loud. Success we had here in the past. So I am asking, and you know, for our fans to show up in mass this week. Uh, yeah. That same atmosphere uh, when we play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think we can do it? Do you think we can actually have? Do you think this call to arms by St- by Steve Wilkes will actually work? Will we actually get the Panther fans back in the building? The, and the problem muted, is, Greg, if you were okay, no, you're not. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. I realized that a minute ago. The problem is, uh, if there's any team that has maybe more fandom show up than the Panthers, it's probably the Steelers. There's always a ton of Steelers fans there. I don't know if this particular one will. But he's winning a lot of people over, slowly but surely. It's not going to be a flipping the light switch type deal. But I'll tell you what, man, it's been such an emotional roller coaster of a season. Because I was on the, when we were one and four. I was on the, all right, we're done. 
our season's over. I think I even said it like after the fourth game. I was like, man. Well, season... it was then. You yeah. Know? I yeah. mean, like. And, and and now I'm to the point where with that mindset, I should feel like we have so much to lose if we don't like, you know, make make to the playoffs or at least win a playoff game. But now I feel like even if we just do that, man, I, we still have nothing to lose. Like I'm with this team all the way. Like I don't want I'm not even thinking about a draft pick right now. I want to worry about that next season. Like let that fall where it may, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find this real quick. Is let me see if I can search by. Well, while you're searching, then just tell me whenever you find it, Tony. Yeah, I think one of the things that's important to to talk about is not only are the Panthers, you know, the underdogs and all with the little engine that could, but it's reasonable to say that it's a very likely outcome now that the Panthers do win this division. Dare I say, we might even be the favorite to win this division, and it's all because of our rushing attack. Right now, Mm -hmm. the Carolina Panthers have a three-headed hydro in their offensive backfield that goes by the name of Don Tuffman, Raheem Blackshear, and Shuba Hubbard. And I think that's important to to contextualize when we're talking about our opponent's you know, coming up, the Panthers lead the league in rushing attempts 199 between the tackles and ranked second in rushing yards between the tackles at 926 since week seven. We are running the ball at a high clip. Our, our running backs are all three of them going over 50 yards in a game. And go back to this last slide. This is the run defense of all four of our opponents left. The best one is the one that we're going to face, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's going to be a tough test. They're ranked number 15. But then when you go on to Detroit, as CK said, they're a resurgent team. But right now they're ranked 26th in run defense. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we've already beaten this year, are ranked 20th. And the Ants are 19th. And we've already beaten them this year. I mean, mm-hmm. even if the Carolina Panthers were to go three and one, the we are still in a position to win our division, man. That's crazy. That would put us uh, as the fourth seed in the playoffs. And we're going to talk about some of these playoff teams here in a little while. But it just seems like all of these, uh, all of the teams that we're getting ready to to play, they're made for us, man. These are money matchups. Mm-hmm. Well, besides Tampa Bay, we're the only team in the division. Like us and Tampa Bay are the only team that that holds our future completely to us. If we win out, we're in. No other team can say that because we have the tiebreaker with um everyone. With the other teams, yeah, with everyone else. So, like, like those those are the only two teams that they can say that if we win out, we're in. Uh, if you guys want to know what Steve Wilkes was talking about, here's what it sounded like at the NFC Championship game. <laughs> They, uh, um, the most intense, uh, sporting event I've ever attended, not saying it's the most intense one, uh, that has ever existed, but 
when we were in that stadium, first of all, we just beat that ass, dude. Like we beat the Cardinals ass. It was awesome. Like from the very first snap, from the very first second of the game to the end of the game, we were just beating that tail. It was so loud in there and so people were having so much fun. You could feel the stadium flexing. Like it almost was a little scary because we were way up top. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, holy crap, this whole damn thing could come down at this point. Um, it was that's what he's referring to when not even being able to hear yourself think. <laughs> I could say that there was probably some times like that in Bank of America. If I was gonna probably guess, I know that was a big one. Uh, I'm also sure that that Monday night game against the Patriots was a big one. I'm trying to think of what other games at home would have been uh, that intense uh, and exciting of an environment. Uh, boy, what a maybe Phil. I think we played Philly at home in that 2015 season, and that was a comeback game or Indy. But I tell you, that NFC championship, we want to feel that excitement again. But yeah. us getting to the playoffs would feel like getting to the Super Bowl for me this year. Uh, so exciting stuff there for the Carolina Panthers in their quest to take the NFC South. It's getting realer and more plausible by the minute. And CK, I'm going to implore you, do not take the money, no matter what they say, <laughs> because you felt good enough to place that bet a few weeks ago when the odds were so long against you. Yep. Now you should be now. Hey, uh, the only thing is just don't think about it. Don't think oh, about yeah. the money. Right. Put the ticket away. Hide it because, All right. boy, you start looking at them prize picks too hard. You start mm -hmm. to think you got it in the bank. I know. Yeah, we need it we in know the that. bank. Though. We need <laughs> we the playoff case scenario. Games. You lose twenty bucks, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, what we got next, Cody? Oh, he is. Uh, oh, all right. So <laughs> no, Panthers. Man. Panthers rushing attack, man. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about you know how we feel about the Panthers being a run centric attack going forward you know we're not asking sam to do too much i feel like normally we're talking about the quarterback and we've been on hell of a cell for the past few years and this season man from pj walker to baker mayfield uh, uh jacob beeson had a whole series for us this year so you know what i'm wondering is is like us being kind of a one-dimensional football team right we're, we're taking a lot of shots off of play action but and by the way, we're one of the best play action teams in the NFL. I'll find that tweet here in a second. Why weren't we doing this earlier? I mean, and right. not just not just running the ball, but the type of balance or the type of packet passing attack you're going to have. Even with Baker, you would thought that man, it would be best. We wanted to see him work under center. Right. Was, was CMC? Maybe we were just wrong on that. Like, Ooh. were we depending too much on? That? Maybe, maybe you don't feel like <laughs> under center is a good thing for CMC. I wonder because yeah. you know they like to um, in San Francisco. They also like to put him a lot to the left of the quarterback. You know, so I wonder if like that there is some sort of game theory they got with Christian McCaffrey that worries you. So you're not, I guess, tipping off that it's a run play or a pass play, whatever. But yeah. Chuba Hubbard getting been getting. Uh, more involved in this running attack, and that has set up the pass, Cody Lash. Well, not set up the pass. That's been interesting. Chuba Hubbard kind of trying to you save know, his So reputation. I wonder if, like, that I'm there is myself. some sort of 
game theory they got with Christian McCaffrey that worries you. So you're Did not, I guess, tipping off yeah, that it's a run play or right? a pass Can play, whatever. But yeah, I hear that. Tuba Hubbard. I thought it was something on mine. I'm like, where the yeah, fuck I hear that is too. And now you're muted. <laughs> yeah, I hear nothing now. It was my phone. It was my phone. I opened mm. Twitter up. This is what happens when you Bluetooth your phone to the soundboard is you can't do anything else by accident. And there was a tweet someone was sharing. I was sharing a tweet of us, someone sharing our tweet. And then I had to listen to myself loop in my own head. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, talk about Chuba Hubbard for a second. I mean, yeah, look, I don't want to pat myself on the back. Oh, but I'm going to, dude. He's not good, oh, dude. Yes, it is, man. Listen, you don't give up on young football players. Guess what? Young football players fuck up from time to time. But you know one of the reasons why we love Steve Wilkes so much? He's an adult. And he knows that young players grow and learn and become better football players. And then you have to hone that talent and cultivate their skill set so they become better football players. Now you're starting to see better better things from Shy Smith. They never gave up on him after all those drops. Yeah, that he one had. catch. All right, but <laughs> so what? He had the touchdown. They're not going away from him. He's a part of our offense. And it's the same thing with Truber and Tony. They are going to run Truba Hubbard between the tackles. And you know what? He's not bad at all. He runs heavy. He keeps his feet moving. He he doesn't generally go down after first contact. Truba Hubbard is a great downhill running, uh, you know, between the tackles type of running back. He doesn't have to be a Christian McCaffrey type of player that the dog catches out of the backfield. He doesn't have to do that. He just has to run hard, follow his tackles, and continue to fight for yards. And you know what? He has been doing that, and he's been looking damn good. He's a part three-headed Hydra that the Panthers are employing at running back right now. Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Chuba Hubbard was given plenty of opportunity by Matt Rule. And here's the thing is Chuba Hubbard has always somewhat run the ball effectively, but every running back in the in the history of the world can somewhat run the ball effectively. It's about blocking. It's about not fumbling. And he's been terrible at catching the ball. So, look, you can't be like, oh, this guy's had it. I mean, don't, don't, he's going to have to string a little bit more together. And the Shy Smith stuff, come on. One, you can't be like, oh, Steve uh, Wilkes believes in people. That like wow, that's all of a sudden why they're doing. If you know what, the best case for that actually is Terrace Marshall Jr. Yes, yes. 100%. So I give it. I mean, so like if you real like, is that that just looked like? But here's the thing: is I've seen plenty of running backs in the league just as good as Chuba Hubbard. You know that are washouts in one or two years. So you know what? I'm not gonna get. I'm glad this mug is actually finally doing a little something. The Carolina Panthers, right. though, and you know what is because Deontay Foreman is not gonna be able to do it all by himself. I do think another thing, though, that we need to think about, even though the fans came so hard after me about my takes against, like, that I wasn't just crazily impressed with the run game. It was, they brought some good things. Some commenters brought up some good things. It's like, uh, run the ball in the fourth quarter is a big deal. So, like, right. uh, like that's like yeah, bludgeoning that's- people to death. Uh, so, the other thing, though, um, is that we've been, we play ahead, playing from ahead. Yeah. And that gives you the ability to run the ball. 
is that that I don't know if it's just like game plan all the time that says that like we want to run the ball. If we were down 14 points, then Sam Darnold would have to be more part of that game plan. So look, is yeah. the the Carolina Panthers one in Seattle in the way that this team and teams that are not great offensive teams are going to have to win. That is yeah. by defense creating short fields, the running attack sustaining some long drives. The first drive was seven minutes, right? Yeah. You keep the ball out of their hands. In fact, to if anything, man, there were some moments we had a couple of lulls where they had a little bit too much success on the offensive side for the Seahawks that were concerning towards the end of the second quarter, late in the game. Not concerning, but problematic. Gino still got his a little bit. You know, he got like mm-hmm. 240 yards or whatever. But the defense created opportunities. And, man, that allows you to run the ball, and that takes a lot of pressure off of Sam Darnold. We'll see if he has to come back a team against the team how that's going to look, you know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. this is uh, – Steve Wilson's got these boys cooking right now, and even Chuba Hubbard's doing good. But – Yeah. Every- and, and- I was just going to transition to the next thing. Now I was going to say every team's dealing with injuries though. And the Carolina Panthers have been somewhat healthy. I think in many ways throughout this season, uh, other than, I mean, they've had three injured quarterbacks. I guess you couldn't say somewhat healthy there. (laughs) And Dante Jackson's been out for the season. Uh, But I think the, we finally got some, one of our stars, DJ Moore, suffered an ankle uh, ankle injury. Some people were saying knee, but I think it's an ankle uh, against the Seahawks game. He was, I think he was unable to finish the game. Uh, but good news is it seems like uh, that there is not significant damage uh, and that this is not a major injury, but uh, just an actual knee sprain, Cody. Yeah, uh, it's a knee sprain. He's considered day-to-day right now. This is from Adam, uh, from Adam Schefter, uh, who added it's nothing significant. Uh, so we're going to need DJ down the stretch. I mean, we're really going to need him. I mean, he's by, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't get a lot of action recently. Oh, no, we and, got Shad Smith, dude. We're fine. I mean, man, <laughs> shut up. Man, shut up. You sound like a salty girlfriend with your feelings hurt. Go sulk in the corner. Listen, what I'm telling you is that <laughs> our, our our offense right now is built in a perfect kind of way. And I put this up. Uh, this is from uh, Anish Shiroff. He's uh, a part of our commentating team now. Uh, well, he's starting, the new uh, play-by-play guy. Yeah, starting week 10, 58% of the Panthers' pass yards have come off of play action. No <laughs> one else in the NFL is above 50% in that time frame. And simple, it's simple. Run it successfully, and it sets up play action. And this is my, you know, my point. G-Baby is in the chat room talking about, oh, uh, Sam only threw 120 yards. Yeah, that's he right. Did. He didn't. He did. Yeah, he didn't. But you know what? It was still enough, wasn't it? You don't have they to scored ask 30 Sam. points. They scored yeah, 30 points. Would, and also, if you don't trust Sam Darnold, why would you want him throwing 30 plus times anyway? If anything, it should be a good thing that you know that we're running the ball effectively enough that we're not going to have to put the ball in Sam Darnold's hands all the time, especially early. Um, yeah, especially I mean, early for Sam Darnold. What I mean is with the reps. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was like, you know, he came in short kind of news, I guess, after he was activated, and they cut Baker and comes in, uh, hadn't played in a long time, you know. And then you get this game, and so you also are knocking off Russ. So you don't want to put guys into positions too that set them up for failure. And nobody is up right. here saying that Sam Darnold is 
a balling-ass quarterback, this is actually how the Carolina Panthers are going to have to win games because they're not a great team, right? They're not great at really anything. Maybe the defense is getting is a little bit better. We give them credit for. There's some stats we'll talk about later, but this offense certainly isn't great, and it's definitely more one-dimensional than we prefer it to be. So this team is going to have to win by special teams, defensive turnovers, and rushing the ball and controlling the the time of possession. And that's what they've that's how they've won so far. And maybe that is going to create some confidence for, for Sam Darnold in these moments. And Cody, I'm just frankly just more, uh, but kind of befuddled in a way is like why this hasn't been more of the Carolina Panthers passing attack for quite some time, particularly it seems it benefits a team that isn't great downfield and you have to just try to help them get separation by creating doubt on the defense and, uh, and setting up those plays. Yeah. I mean, we were even able to run the football on third down, like on third down, we were running the football and picking up first down. You can't do that though, but for right. so long, but like we can't do that for so long. We it's understand not a long-term that. plan. But the fact that we're able to do it and we were able to pick up first downs, one, it's a testament to our offensive line, who I said last uh, last time we were live, I think it's the best Panthers offensive line ever. Now, all of you who were fans before 2011, that was when I jumped on board as a Panther fan. If you have another offensive line in, in your head, fine. We can argue about it. But yeah, in all of, say in, 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 you say the Super Bowl run in 03, Maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, it's sure. because they, I mean, they bludgeoned people on the ground that year or those couple of years. I think that may have been Jordan Gross's rookie season. Man, no, he might have been later. Actually. How about this? If it's not the best, it's damn near top three. It's it, it's a top three offensive line that the Panthers have ever had. And I honestly yeah. think, you know, you asked, and then I'll pass. Great. The oh, there's here. no doubt about that. Agree I'll pass that. the mic to Greg here after this. I, I really do think one of the catalysts for what has made this team change so much from earlier this season to this season was the introduction of Bradley Bozeman. If you look at this guy, he is a house. He is wide. He's a big dude. He's strong as hell. And the center, you know, one of the most important positions on the offensive line, they're calling out the mic. They're looking at, at, at coverages. But it's part of the reason why you're able to run the football between the tackles effectively. And I think that when you add Bozeman on top of Wilkes, on top of now you're not just dependent on McCaffrey, now you're giving the ball to Deonta Foreman, Truba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear. Now we have a versatile rushing attack that can do a lot of different things, and I think we're better off for it. And that's why we are a legitimate contender right now you heard me g baby we are a legitimate contender (laughs) get at me bro look i i will say i agree with you on almost all everything you say there um the only thing is i'm kind of starting to understand what tony's saying about this because while i don't think i think we had a fantastic rushing game this saturday or the sunday i'm not ready to say we have a three-headed monster yet now, if it works out like it did this week, you're right. That is balance, and that works great. And having three of them especially to be able to alternate like that will keep everybody fresh and it will be perfect for us. But I'm just not ready to say we have a three-headed monster yet. We have the po- we have the possibility for it, but I don't think it's quite there because I haven't seen enough from Blackshear. 
And yeah, like we has not really been part of the running attack yet. It's really this has been the Devo- the Deontay Foreman show. Exactly. And uh, Chuba's yeah. starting to get more in the mix because why is he more in the mix? Partially because Deontay Foreman's been dealing with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or kind of so you can see that is like, let's not, no one's actually super celebrating the running backs. We're just actually saying that the running attack has been uh, productive. And it has definitely been the case uh, in all the wins this season. And like Cody says, is uh, a lot of this changed. Uh, the big changes, you remember when uh, the Carolina Panthers fired Matt Rule, one of the big changes, though, was Bradley Bozeman coming in and starting center. Now, he might have done it in Rule's last game. I'm not sure about that. But Bradley Bozeman, um, whether or not you think he's the reason for it, we've been better as an offense uh, an offensive line since he's been in it. Like, so I don't know if we watched every play or whatever you could, you could determine, but we've been f- a formidable uh, offensive line since he's been there. You definitely haven't seen it uh, regress by any means. On top of that, his wife and him, I think uh, not only are they just honestly great people and very cool people, uh, which that's why we partnered with there and supported their charity in the C3 first annual bi-week charity drive i bet you can get, actually i know that link's still live if you go back and watch it you can access that and still donate and support their ch- enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Dirty. She's very good with the fans. She knows how to help mm-hmm. promote his image, right? Like, so I'm sure he's busy doing football stuff all the time. <laughs> she is definitely supporting him in um, campaigning, mm-hmm. right? Because this is money, right? This is like every game he plays well is the opportunity for him to get a contract. And also ingratiating yourself with the fans helps. It does. As TD. Ask Greg Olson. He is this, like he said, uh, somebody pointed out he likes pancakes. You know, when I watched this video, I didn't even yeah. get it. I didn't even get it at first. Right? What do you it's mean like, you didn't, uh, man? At first, no, I was just like, oh, they're trying to make a cool video or something like I wasn't even thinking. I was just rolling thinking this, but pancake blocks. Didn't you know? Like I just didn't think pancake blocks. Like he likes pancakes. I was just thinking about the food and the beer and trench mafia. This stuff. JG says pancakes and beer. That's a hell of a dinner. (laughs) But like he likes pancake and mugs. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a great reference right there. And then just one more thing is this. Let's see if I can pull this one up. Is look at this. You see stories like this right here. Ten set those ten seconds of a player's time can mean so much to a kid. He stopped and talked to this kid. Look, 
This guy, Kendro, says, thank you, Bradley Bozeman, uh, for kidding with my son after the game and letting him have your glove. He said it was the greatest football experience ever, and he can't stop talking about it. He made such a special memory for him, and I was thrilled to share these picks with him, legend. And uh, so, look, is he's doing all the right things, bro. Yeah. You want to talk about paying somebody like his? He might be frankly, one of the most important free agents that the Panthers could uh, be targeting yeah. uh, going forward. I mean, there's zero answer without him. Pat Eflin's in the rest, last uh, of his deal. You would have to either draft or go get somebody else. I'm sitting here trying to mark this deal out right now if I'm Scott Fitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about this? There isn't a more important free agent than Bradley Bozeman. I mean, have no. we not seen enough? Like, if we're If we're legitimately sitting here, on the C3 Panthers podcast saying that this is one of the best Panthers offensive line ever that we finally built that wall. Like we have been chanting for years, not related to politics, not relating to this offensive line. And now we finally have it and you're not going to do everything to keep it intact. That's first things first. He's a Panther guy. He's a, you know, I can very easily see Bradley Bozeman coming on our podcast sometime in the future. He loves to interact with the fans. His wife is fantastic. He fits mm-hmm. right into the culture that the Panthers are trying to build. I I think it's a no-brainer. I think we must resign him. Uh, before mm-hmm. we move on, I just want to go around to the three of you real quick. Uh, what is your level of concern about DJ Moore going forward? Is this an injury that's going to follow him the rest of the season? Did you think he runs a risk to re-injure himself? Uh, how are we thinking, boys? I don't know enough. It's a knee sprain, right? Yeah, that's what that's it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, they had some sort of... No, they said ankle, right? Was it ankle, it ankle? No, knee sprain, knee sprain. Knee, okay. knee sprain. I don't know enough about it to be able to tell you, to be honest with you. I think that if you have an injury like that, it sounds like a sprain. I know if you sprain your ankle, you always run a bigger risk of hurting it, you know, in the future a lot easier. I don't know if it needs the same way, but I would suspect that anytime you injure yourself, you're going to run a higher risk of re-injuring it. I, I yeah. just don't know how serious it is or, or exactly what uh, how it will well, limit his mobility. Hey, he, real quick, you were right. Like... Uh, just real quick. For, uh, you were right. From Josh Rodriguez, $2 love bomb. He says, hey, C3, it's JJ. Love your show. You are all truly great. We appreciate you, brother. It. Thank you so much for that super chat. Go ahead, Tony. Um, Actually, I got uh, – let me see here. I got a couple more super fans to call out. Billy uh, on Twitter, at PantherFan2222, uh, is the fan who was on the road to the game last week and went to the game in Seattle. Uh, who called into the show. We're going to give him that Panthers uh, badge of loyalty as a fan. So shout out to Bill, uh, Billy on that. And also uh, Josh Matenzo is going uh, to be at the game. We will not be, I don't believe any of us are going at the game. Also, uh, obviously CK right. can't go or else he would kill the whole world <laughs> and everybody's grandmother. And uh you know, I haven't been to a game in a long time, especially because we have the post game show. It does make it a little bit more complicated for us. Um, so, but you know, look, take a picture of us, tag us on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles, hashtag C3 Panthers podcast. Can we do, do some stuff like that? We'd love to get fans calling in after the game uh, to hear how the experience was. And you, you can call into the show right now at 252 228 5098. That's 252 
228-5098. But I'd love for fans to call in after the game and make this the post-game show that they're listening to on the car on the way home from the game. Ask a controversial question to you before we move on to the next topic, or at least for me. We're all, I'm always thinking about this podcast and how it's been built from nothing, right? I mean, I'm talking about like the original goal when we created this podcast was to make it for zero dollars. And like uh, I've made all these. Uh, the first website was a blogspot.com. Uh, there was a lot of things that this iterations of this podcast. Do you think it's risky for a player to come on this podcast during the season for yes. them? Yes. Uh, why do you say ah, that, CK? Not because I think that it's going to be. I think the reason that I I believe that is because we express our opinions too openly. Um, mm. and the unfortunate reality is we do have a um, and this is no knock on anybody, but we have a, a very uh diverse as far as opinionated uh chat, and we put everybody's stuff up. We don't care, right? And so I looked uh, when we had our Dallas guest guest on last year, who was horrible. But we were still putting up the comments right in front of him oh, saying God. how bad he was. Um, that one hurt. I was. I wish Cody wouldn't have done so many of the bad. Ones. But nah, so dude. that's that's <laughs> the only reason that I see there being a potential, you know, uh, damage or you know there being any risk for these guys coming on because it's not it's not one of these things that is easily, um, it's not easily governed, if you will, because we do keep an open forum when it comes to this stuff. But don't you feel like I mean I I think you're right, and actually I think more of it is more concern of what they think the team would think about certain things, like yeah. well, and how that's sure. perceived. But look, I mean, and not to say I mean clearly we're no Pat McAfee, right? But you know, players are stepping into these circles more yeah. frequently. But there does seem to be something more emotionally connective about like a podcast like ours than it is maybe a, like going on a local radio show. Uh, that does yeah. seem a little more protected, like you're saying, CK. What do you think, Cody? Well, I mean, I'm thinking of it like this, and you kind of mentioned it. More and more players are starting their own podcast, like players that are actively on teams. So, like, the Kelsey brothers have their own podcast. You know, there's a few, um, you know, there's a few uh, different guys that are starting it. And I think that in the age of the and in the age of the podcast, like we're in, Guys freely expressing their opinions is more and more common. Now, yeah, we get a little bit spicy here on the C3 Panthers. I think podcast, we've always been fair to our guests. We have. So it's we've not always like we've been, been fair. And like, maybe, even when, maybe look, we're a little wacky when we're just on our own. Well, how about this, right? David Newton. We had David Newton on the beat check one time. And David Newton is a guy that, you know, Panther fans either love him or hate him because of his antics on Twitter. And he came on here, and granted, he's not, you know, he doesn't, he's not a Panther player, but he came on here. We had great questions. We asked him fair questions, and we were able to keep on, you know, and keep it moving. And it was a great interview. I also look at when we interviewed Jonathan Stewart. He might not be, um, you know, currently with the Panthers, but, you know, when you're a fan like us and you follow the team as intently as we do, I honestly think there are moments when guys like us ask better questions of the players than some of the media members. Oh, do. totally. Yeah. So, and we I, I help David the, Newton, man. And I, I think that the some players, David Newton, some supporters. Yeah, we definitely yeah. got some more David Newton supporters out of that interview. But I also just think that 
you know, the players are now living in it where they born with the internet. You know, like, I, even me, I remember, you know, a, a time in my life that was completely without the internet. Most of these NFL players now, they've never not known having the internet in their life in some way, shape, or fashion. So I think that lends to a more open environment where as kind of spread and you're okay with whatever those ideas might be. So, no, I and you mentioned Pat McAfee, too. Again, we're no Pat McAfee. Well, we're, we're, we're no Pat McAfee, but at one point in time, Pat McAfee was no Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to start somewhere. And I do think, man, the last thing I'll say, there's something to be said about the authenticity of what we do. Like, yeah, we do let people share their opinions. We don't silence people. We, The four of us do have a very versatile uh, set of opinions when it comes to a lot of things football. Look at how much we fight between each other on this podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't agree for nothing. So I think it makes progression, and I think these players realize that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you all write good points. I think I'm kind of with CK in this argument, though, that I think there's just too much for them to risk of, of saying something maybe they're not supposed to say. I mean, think about – you're right, we're no Pat McAfee, but even players who go on Pat McAfee take a lot of crap for the things they say on the Pat McAfee show. So. Yeah. Well, well and the other thing, and, and nothing against Pat McAfee. Yeah, um, nothing against him at all. Yeah, Pat yeah. McAfee has softened up his approach with a lot of like he goes like he used to be all uh, balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. He's not that way anymore. Like you see him, he like, probably had to tone it down. One yeah. of the ways he goes about asking questions is he gives them like a is that this or is that this instead of letting them open answer the question, he he goes about it asking them is that because of this instead of. Tell me why this is, right? right. So okay. he basically, he, he goes, and, and it's been very, he, he softens the blow with a lot of them, which is why I think that he is successful, is I think that it's a lot easier for the him to get access to players um, oh, than totally. in, previous, totally. in previous years. I mean, he has credibility because he was an NFL player. Sure. And the other thing, too, is uh, with the softening, CK, that's not, that's just a natural progression Sure. of a show becoming legitimate, you know, and that, so then you have to, you're trying to polish your breaks. You're trying to polish the shorts. You're trying to polish the presentation in so many ways. And it's like, it's kind of like going from a rapper's first right. album. Like they're always rawest that it's like the real rhymes. And then it has to get, you know, like everything slightly becomes more commercialized. Right. He's becoming legit in so many ways, but is there the last question I have about this? Is like uh, uh, Cody was saying with the how much the internet's changing in that. How much though, CK has Pat McAfee potentially altered the way we look at what we do? Yeah. And not for us necessarily, but the idea that people's real news is driven by like Phil DeFranco's, uh, if you're talking about pop yeah. culture or stuff like this, to Pat McAfee, that really is he's like a powerful force in the way maybe we think about podcast uh, sports podcasts. Yeah, I know it's, there, there's no doubting that. Um, I, I think that he is, uh, he has opened up a lot as far as um, the, 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 I guess the different ways that people actually um, absorb content. Um, you know, he's been, uh, he's been doing this for a, a good while now, ever since he retired uh, and it's only gotten bigger for him. Um, I know a lot of people have uh, have followed in his footsteps. A lot of people are trying to copy what he's done. 
But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know that we would be here in this position if it wasn't for him kind of paving the way for uh, podcasts that maybe start out with nothing, uh, moving uh, moving in a, in a direction that uh, gives them some legitimacy. I think that we've we've really t- taken that step here with C3, and I think the chat would probably agree. I mean, we've had Jonathan Stewart on. We've had uh, many beat beat writers on. We've Dem- had the, uh, former Super Bowl like winners. Demir, yeah, greats like Demir Bird or um, <laughs> right. uh, Will Witherspoon. Uh, we've had some good, man. I've had, you guys need to go check the Where's That Cat Now interview segment. I'm going to have to cue that back up now that we're getting uh, Deshaun Foster was one of my favorites. We talked about that. So, uh, yeah, we've been plugging away. I just th- It's just fun. I just like think about podcasting and how I actually just pull up YouTube at work when I'm like trying to watch TV and great papers at the same time, instead of watching TV, you know? Uh, so it's, a, it's just a different way of living. What we got next to talk about guys. Oh, uh, oh we were, oh, yeah. we were talking about receivers in the news. Yeah. 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 We're going to get to this next one uh, real quick. I don't even, I don't know if he's in the chat room right now. Uh, our boy, your boy, technically Tony, uh, white chocolate espresso, illegitimate son. He's 33 years old today. Oh, happy, so happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday to Kevin. You're my man. We love you, bro. Big C3. Happy birthday, man. And uh, hey, man. Hey, you're as old as Jesus was. You've made it, dude. You're doing good. You're doing good. Um, so, yeah, man. Shout out to uh, the boy Kev, White Chocolate Special. Next up on the docket, I might already know what all of our opinion is. But it makes for good discussion, and I feel like we should talk about it. Odell Beckham Jr. Now that we know that DJ Moore is injured, and you know, it makes you wonder: Should the Panthers go and sign Odell Beckham Jr.? Now he has not currently signed to a football team, and the reason why is because he wants to be healthy for the playoffs. He wants to go to a team. That is in the playoffs. But theoretically, like uh, Mike K says here, the Panthers are technically in playoff contention right now. And maybe it could help us. You know, I already see a lot of hell no chat. I put up a poll, <laughs> by the way. It's a uh, 76% hell no. But um, I mean, hey, it, it would be another receiving option, a dynamic player. You know, what do you guys say about this? Even though I've probably already well, go ahead he's not going to be ready till december at the earliest or like into december at the earliest so you're talking about playoffs so you're talking about him not even be ready for the playoffs and i mean he his thing is he, he doesn't just want to be on a playoff team he wants the bag right like, like that's the thing he he wants to get a multi-year deal worth a lot of money i'm not mad at him about that but are we willing to give him that is, is the question i i don't think we should not for not for not for the potential of only one game, even if he's just coming in for the playoffs. Like right. um, number two is, do you guys forget he is literally a villain to Carolina Panthers, right? People, I have forgotten what yeah, he we did hate to this Josh mob. Norman back in 2015 when he heat-seeking missiled Josh Norman's head like a fucking spear. <laughs> <laughs> like, like let's let's be real about it. Anybody who thinks that this guy has is is deserving to be on this team is absolutely joking. Secondly, anybody who thinks he wants to come to be a Carolina Panther right now with us being a run first team, not a passing air raid offense, 
you've got another thing coming. This is not the type of team that is built for an Odell Beckham Jr. Um, this is a team that's built for a uh, Deontay Foreman and a Chuba Hubbard and a, and a Blackshear. Oh, God. Imagine right? the meltdowns he would be having on the sideline. Right. Uh, and if only a Baker was still the quarterback. And you <laughs> oh, did dude, that. that would now, be hysterical. Look, is the, guess what? The idea of Odell Beckham Jr. and really playing for any team this season is. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Uh, look, is that even Jerry Jones and the Cowboys who are so wildly crazy, right? Like they're going to do anything uh, to like they're selling. They'll sell their soul at any moment. They were excited about Odell name, adding him to what they got going on in Dallas. And Dallas has got one of the better teams. They met with him on his little tour that he's been around. And Jerry's like, mm, he can't play football, man. Like he's not ready. He's not ready to play. And incredibly, there's no way he's probably going to be ready by the playoffs to play, to be honest. Right. Because right. like Odell last year and what he did that was so successful and good when he went to the Rams, he didn't just walk on uh, in the playoffs. Like he joined them maybe week 11 or something like that. So he didn't play well. It's, this is kind of so unrealistic. And then now he's out there saying that he wants he's not really. Uh, seeking a deal for this year he's like courting teams for next year's free agency like he's trying mm -hmm. to get a two-year deal or something like this ahead of time uh not only it's just a bad fit entirely for right. us and mm -hmm. i can't really see a fit in the nfl at the current moment that it wouldn't make all that great i guess you could add him to the bills but guess who's coming out of retirement right now cole beasley to join the bills no he joined uh, the cowboys was it the Cowboys? Yeah, he joined the Cowboys. Oh, so he retired. Or no, the did he join? I yeah, I thought no, he joined no, the Bills. Thought, yeah, yeah, he joined the Bills. He joined the Bills. Oh, okay, I thought, I thought it was the Bills. Yeah, he did. He I went just to the read Bills it again. before, but uh, like, good God, um, I thought it was what the an off. Say something again, CK. Your mic just went funky. I said, I th I'm pretty sure Here I thought go. it was the Cowboys. Wasn't Cole Beasley on another team this year already and get got cut? I think the after like one game. I think yeah, I think Bucks. it was the Bucks. I think he got yeah, signed he for went, like one game and then got cut. Yeah, yeah. So it's Buffalo. He he, did, he didn't go to Buffalo. Okay. Speaking of getting cut, no uh, wait. T.Y. Carolina... Hilton went to the Cowboys. By the way, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> Speaking of getting cut, the Carolina Panthers waved Davion Nixon today. It wasn't birthday. his birthday, was it? It was. Yeah, it was his birthday. Why does this know. always Happy happen? Birthday. Why does it seem to coincide? This is not the only. Um, time that this has happened in not only the Panthers but in NFL, right? Is like cut this person on the birthday. It always makes the saddest, saddest story. Why didn't they do it yesterday? Why didn't they file the paperwork tomorrow? Cook, gosh, this is difficult. But Davion Nixon, uh, I think this is actually because Henry Harry Anderson is being activated again. Okay, does that sound right? Um, yeah, he was name. activated last that's week. His name. They said they were bringing him up in the story I read on Panthers.com. Yeah, after he had a fucking heart procedure or some shit. No, a like stroke. He had, a, he had stroke. a stroke. Yeah, oh my God. Still I don't want to. You know, uh, well, what is this? Is How about this? Is What is, in, in fact, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Michael who came on and talked about the stadium, right? Uh, and like how the infrastructure, we need a doctor come on and talk about like how you just have a minor stroke. 
Like, what is that? What does that mean? Is that like why a blood it, clot in the brain? Is that what? Why does it feel like more is? young people are having strokes? I know. Who else it's has had a stroke? There's been like a, a huge. Lot. There's been a, a large amount of uh, a- athletes and celebrities that are younger that have been having strokes lately. I like have, in their twenties, oh, like in their twenties and thirties. Like I this had has been, the, this, it's been a lot. I had the worst secret thought. Was it about the sure. vaccine? About the what? The vaccine, because that's what a no, lot of people are Oh no, to. I was not even thinking about that. Now that, that you was your that secret up. thought. So you can... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my well, secret that's... thought is this: is like, what is a NFL player who's in peak physical condition? What causes them to have a stroke? And like, is it just a, is it a genetic predisposition? You know, is it a freak accident? You know, I've just read some things that his that guys have done. I'm not saying, you know, like I mean, what what in your lifestyle is it? Could it be supplements? I'm not saying that. Never mind. I told you it was a secret thought. But you like, mean, why do you have? You if mean, you're is the it, most, is he, is, he, is he on some extracurricular substances? Is basically. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, is that have. even? I mean, is it? It's not entirely out of the road. What I'm saying is, is go read J- Jason Peter book and what this guy was doing in the NFL. My point being. Is that to be 20, what, 30? Well, he's 31. I guess maybe he's just pushing his body so hard. But if it's it's a blood clot in the... So, anyway. <laughs> Move. Move uh, on. This yeah, is why we well, can't have players on well, the show. No, 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 no. no. This is why <laughs> you can't have it. Look, this is what I'll say, man. Um, I'm I'm really... Um, yeah, I'm disappointed. The fact that I even have that picture right there of Davion on the right saved on my computer, like, I believed in dude. You know, he was a former Big Ten defensive player of the year. Uh, He looked really good, uh, not this year, but uh, the year before in training camp. He was damn near unblockable. And, you know, I'm just like, I really do think that, um, you know, he has a lot of potential, but that we just weren't able to get that potential out of him. Right. So I, I don't know or if he is, um, you know, I, I wish him the best. You know, I do think that he has talent, but to me, it's also kind of like, uh, maybe also kind of a little bit like Deontay Brown, who y'all have heard me mention a lot on this show before, you know, maybe some guys just didn't get the proper chance. Uh, and I know Panther pickle, he put on Twitter that, you know, Steve Wilkes is just not having it. If you don't have the right effort on defense and you're not doing the right things, then he's just not going to tolerate you. Uh, and it's a defensive mindset. And Wilkes is a defensive coach. So I do think that that does have, um, you know, that does have uh, a lot to do with it. So right. I wish him the best and hope did you that see what Panther, to get better. Did you see what Panther uh, Pickle put up? Yeah, just don't because it didn't have You know, there. Panther Pickle, that the blood clots in your brain, not your head, the other. <laughs> 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 he's like oh, he got oh he died from a blood clot this d uh now also people in the chat you got to stop talking about it and we got to stop putting it up we can't say the v word on this podcast the v word man like what? like i'm worried that the government will take it all down do you mean Move vagina us. oh no no you mean a different one. virgin yeah yeah virgin, that one. of course yeah, that <laughs> one uh let's keep going with the panther now you know actually here's the thing the birthday part is really sad to me the other thing is I'm so tired of rooting for these fifth and sixth round defensive tackles that become nobodies at this point. 
And I'm like, I've I fought, I liked Bravion Roy. We like this Davion Nixon. Was he he's a defensive tackle or is he a defensive end? Bravion Nixon. I think he's uh, a tackle, defensive right? tackle, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, there was another defensive tackle that we had that was Bravion Roy. One of them's still on the team, I think. Who is it? Yeah, Bravion Roy team. There was one other the year before, and we're always like this. And then two years later, they're not doing anything. <sighs> yeah. It happens, yeah. man. Um, let's keep going. Uh, so now, I mean, again, so before we get into this uh, matchup, if there's like, you know, I, I kind of want to take a look at the landscape because, I mean, if you guys agree with me and if the chat room agrees with me, that we have a very clear picture going forward on how the Panthers could win this division and how it's really possible for us, it makes you think, what? okay, we have a bad, a streak of bad teams in theory, that we're getting ready to play. But if we're going into the playoffs, well, now you're playing the best teams in the NFC. I wanted to look at the lay of the land right now and just kind of see how, you know, what teams on this list do we think are a bad matchup for us? And, and personally, I think that we match up a lot better against a lot of these teams than someone to give us credit for. Um, I'm not a believer in Minnesota. Um, I mean, I, I've seen what? what Dallas. They got I'm, not Minnesota, I'm not a believer in Minnesota. I've seen, I've seen what Dallas they did to them. Games I saw what the like Detroit Lions to them. And, and I just, I, I'm not a believer. Who was the man. first one? I, the Eagles? The uh, Dallas Cowboys. They destroyed oh, the Cowboys. them. The Cowboys. They've lost to the Eagles, right? They've lost, well, Have they played the Eagles, the Vikings? They lo- uh, um, The Vikings. So they've lost to Dallas. They've yes. lost to Detroit. And they've lost to who? The Eagles, I think, maybe. Yeah, I think it is the Eagles. All right. Um, I think Minnesota is nobody to be messed around with. I think they can be good, but the problem is, it's like I said, you got to look at like I, I compare them to Las Vegas. Like they've They're won so many games team off on things. This list. Go- well, they've lost some. They've won so many games off things falling their way at the end or having almost kind of good luck. Look at the Buffalo game, man. Like, what are the odds that Buffalo fumbles the ball in the end zone after you had six attempts to get it? you know, in the end zone from three yards in. They're going to win the division, though, Minnesota. Yeah, but they're in a right? fairly So that means division, we won't like play we them. Yeah. We're really only looking at teams that are wild card teams, correct? Right. Yeah, teams so, it wild card teams. so it would be the Commanders, the Cowboys. And Dallas. And Sam, uh, maybe San Fran. <laughs> no, San Fran's going to have their division. They're going to win the division, yeah. Uh, is Dallas going to win the NFC? No, no, that's going to be the Eagles. No. Oh, no, it's the Eagles. The Eagles are running away. Really? Sorry. Uh, so you think that could could Seattle be on that list instead of the Bucks? I mean, I mean yeah, theoretically. I mean, Seattle's not out of it. Uh, there's a few instead teams. The yeah, the Bucks can't be up there if we're up there. Right, the Bucks won't be up there if we're up there. All right, so we won't uh, play the Bucks. Seattle could All be right. there instead of Washington, maybe. Who's the worst team? You know, who do we work? Um, I Actually, the Cowboys are the worst team. To play. Uh, Eagles? I mean, obviously, you're not going to play well, the them, Commanders. But, uh, like, I think. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to play that, the Cowboys, dude. Hey, what, no, 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 no. I want to play the Commanders. Wouldn't that be something? Steve Wilkes versus Ron Rivera at Bank of America crazy. Stadium, the first That's playoff some storybook matchup? Storybook stuff right there. Tell me That's that that wouldn't stuff. be a fucking awesome story, dude. God, I yeah. want that to happen so badly. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't want to play awesome. Dallas, bro. If we play Dallas, not only no. do we not match up good against like that team is like probably 
uh, the worst matchup in the uh, complete like all around team outside of uh, of Philly in this case. But the problem too is that Dallas fans would take over Bank of America. Yeah, they would pay whatever. You know, if you go on Cameo right now, Micah Parsons Cameo video is five hundred and fifty dollars, and that's like comparable to like top actors in the world. Yeah, you know what I'm saying is like and they know that, they know what it takes, dude. Like cowboy fans will play anything. So like <clears throat> that place that wouldn't even be a home game. I bet I hate. No, you that, know what, but. Tony? I, look, I have no doubt that they're in droves. Just like I have no doubt that this Sunday the Steeler fans are going to show up in droves. But, dude, I'm telling you, the past few years, these Panther fans have had nothing to believe in. Panther fans are more numeral, are, are more numerous than these attendances have been for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. If this fan base continues to believe in this football team and we're in the playoffs, Oh, baby, I promise you, we're going to have some Panther fans in Bank of America Stadium. I guarantee you that. I'm not going to say there will be more or less, but we're going to be showing. Like we've had once upon a time, dude. I remember in uh, 2013 when the Patriots came to town for Monday night. Came out. Uh, it was a blackout game. That place was absolutely rocking. Rocking and rolling. Filled with Panther fans, and that's a legacy team at this point, the New England Patriots. So, I, I you know, I, I think through the past few years, Panther fans have really had rep, but I I more correlate that to Matt Rule and David Tepper and the ineptitude that this organization has shown in recent years. I think Panther fans, especially now that Steve Wilkes has put up the bat signal, so to speak. I think Panther fans are going to show up and show out in droves, and we need this right now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting another shot at the Giants. They've beat a they they've been a bad like a terrible team when we've played them. Maybe not this year terrible because they started hot, but I felt like those are games that we were circling on the thing on the schedule each year. The same we should beat this, and it's just the worst loss uh, last year and this year. Give me, oh man, I'll take the Giants at home. Imagine that the Panthers get a playoff win. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would you rather put? Who's worse? And just a little, real quick, and the one answer who's worse uh, or who's the better matchup for us if we were to host a playoff game, New York Giants or the Commanders? We wouldn't have either of them. Why? We would be They're the lowest cards. seed. That's a, no, we would be the lowest seed with the, that's, uh, a, that's a division winner. So we would face the highest. Uh, rated so wild card, it, so it would so either it would be the Eagles be... or the Cowboys. No, it wouldn't be the Eagles as number one seed. No, they, right. they so still they have a chance to not. No, they they still have a chance to not win that division. They, if they lost two in the next three games, and the then the Cowboys were to win out, then there is a chance that we would have to face the Eagles in the wild card uh, round. Oh, there's That's a way fair. that San Francisco could be a wild card, right? Uh, yes, because they, the I mean, they lost their quarterback. Up. They got Purdy. I know they won that last game, but um, gosh, so we're gonna have to play the worst of the worst teams in the world. Like the evil empire of right. football would be the Cowboys. Ugh. What we got next? We'll play okay, Rick. number three seed, right? Like whoever falls into the number three, or excuse me, 
no, if we win the division, we'll follow whoever is into the number five spot. So whoever's the fifth spot is who we play at the end of the season. But we'll have a home game. Um, I, I'll say this. Uh, I would prefer, just because it's the Cowboys, and I want their fans to be salty, and I would prefer to beat the Cowboys. Like, obviously, that would be incredible. And it would be embarrassing to see you know Skip Bayless and all the other Cowboy fans just completely in shambles that they're one and done in the playoffs. And oh, that would un- be awesome. Yes, yeah. I fucking love that, dude. Um, <laughs> He's been calling for a clown real, show all year. I guess if you want to yeah, be I mean, able to talk about it, you got to be about it, right? That's the team. You go and yeah. beat them, and yeah, all of a yeah. sudden you're sitting here going, we are going to the Super Bowl, bitches. Come on, Yeah, Eagles. dude, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> man, dude. That would be fucking lit. I think that would be incredible. But, I mean, honestly, for matchups, I think the commanders, um, I, I mean, right. so right now they're in a wild card spot because they're not uh, atop the, the division. I think the commanders, I mean, it's going to be an NFC East team. It's gonna, I think I, CK's story, right. It's going to be the Cowboys or whoever wins the NFC whoever's East, the right? second, Whoever's the second place in NFC East. Right. There isn't. Yeah, there's nobody else right. that's going to be in the in the in the conversation because yeah, there's right. two wild card spots there's three, three. Wild card there's spots. three wild oh there's only one by yep. yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying they, they, we'll, they, we'll, they, we'll, we'll still we be would the have worst to play the, the best team out of the wild cards the number five seed yeah yeah because we're going to be the, the cowboys the or the eagles mm-hmm. like ck's right about that um cook guys all right what do we got next uh yeah so uh, this is just another perk of uh of Steve Wilkes being the the coach. And to be honest, I think, you know, this along with a number of other reasons is part of the reason why Steve Wilkes is absolutely the front runner to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. How long have Panther fans been asking and begging for this very scenario? Uh, Luke Kingsley went on to WFNZ and did not turn down the possibility of joining Steve Wilkes' uh, defensive staff someday. And, dude, that is what we've all been wanting, a Luke Kingsley linebacker coach to help identify linebacker talent, but also to train them up. Maybe eventually he works his way up to defensive coordinator. I mean, that would be the dream, right? You know, uh, having Panther players want to come back and be a part of the coaching staff, that happens under Steve Wilkes, and it's probably not going to happen under other heads. It's a part of that culture implementing that Wilkes knows so well about and the types (laughs) of players that he would attract. So I love this, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about the potential of uh, Luke Kingsley being a coach one day under Steve Wilkes. I think the story right here more of uh, is more of a referendum continued. I hate to say his name on the podcast anymore, Matt Rule. <laughs> um, you know, is that the idea is that, and this is what a terrible picture of Luke Keekley, by the way. Like, what the heck is this guy posting, Michael Rimmer? What a bad picture of Luke Keekley. He looks sad. Like he's like, Probably oh, just long- maybe, he's, in the headset oh, maybe he's trying to say it's like I'm longing to come back to football. Uh, maybe that's what this picture is screaming right here. But you're right. It's not only does Steve Wilkes give you that connection to the past, right, to tap into that pipeline of legacy. 
Right. It has been strange about the person that seemed to be like the Peyton Manning of a defense in Luke Keekley, the person who uh, was not only physically uh, and gifted, but just like a mental savant of football and a student of the game, or at least that's how it's been pitched to us. It was clear. He was out there just like making guys like having him on his de- on your defense was like having Peyton Manning. Any offensive coordinator is going to look good. You don't do anything. Just sit over there and tell it would do whatever you think is best. Right. And um, so I, it was kind of bizarre that it just didn't work out as him becoming a scout and then leaving the team and then kind of getting now reuniting towards the back end of the rule era in this kind of broadcasting capacity. Uh, but you're right that Wilkes does give this. And one interesting thing, though, uh, Kevin Gray or kept my boy Kev in the chat brought this up is that what if we could get Tony Romo in the booth if the Carolina Panthers played the Cowboys in that in that game? Mm. And I was thinking about it. I think Tony Romo, though, is an NBC guy. So yeah. unless this was like, and I, I don't know who was going to get the rights to this, but more than often, right, the NFC is going to fall. It's definitely not going to be an AFC. I mean, a CBS thing likely because these are two NFC teams, you know, Fox would want the Dallas game. So maybe couldn't we get Greg Olson to be the color commentator? Yeah. Because a man who was on the 2014 team itself. Yeah. Was on the 2015 team that beat the Cowboys on their way to the playoffs. That would be a great win for us. So, man, bring on the Cowboys and Greg Olson calling the game. Oh, Tony Robo is a CBS guy, not an NBC. Oh, that's who uh, you're right. Uh, he is the watchman. Uh, what I was going to say is this is I thought, oh, what if Aikman and Joe Buck call it because they used to be with Fox? I think they're. Yeah. No, they're doing Monday night football, right? With ESPN. Well, uh, Greg Olson is yeah. Fox. So if we're on yeah, Fox, could yeah, happen. there's a very, there's a very hood that, uh, it's going to be Greg Olson, man. That, that I would think be cool. any of these guys would be awesome, though, particularly Romo Olson, because yeah. of the connection to the past for these teams. Olson mm-hmm. would yep. be dynamic for us for that 2014 connection, his connection to Wilkes. Right. Imagine how pumped he would be. Um, oh, dude. This is fun. That, Did Keekley yeah, ever that, play against Romo? How cool Yeah, that he had that pick six against him in the Thanksgiving game. They ended right. Romo's so, career. The Carolina that, Panthers in 2015 ended Romo's career. I think they broke his clavicle again awesome, or his shoulder yeah. or something like that and destroyed them on Thanksgiving Day in those sweet blue uniforms. And Luke Keekley had a pick six. Kurt Coleman had a pick six. Cam was doing his thing. This was wild, though. Is Steve Wilkes is a man of the people, Cody? Oh, he's absolutely a man of the people. The this mm-hmm. is the people's coach, and just to show you, you know, and this is kind of the last bit of Steve Wilkes, you know, because uh, so we're happy, Steve Wilkes. So I have no problem spending almost an hour and thirty minutes kind of talking about things relating to him. I feel like we're all pulling for him. Panther Nation's pulling for him. But I, I feel like this tweet was a great dichotomy of where the Panthers have been versus where we are now. And uh, this was in Periscope, and it's how fans were reacting to Matt Rule. No, this is Twitter. Versus, this is Twitter. They don't have Periscope no yeah, more. Yeah, but Twitter. But what, well, this is the same shit pretty much. But Matt Rule, uh, uh, this is what they were typing when Matt Rule was doing his press conference. 
Spider-Man uh, stuttering. LOL, he knows it. That seat is getting hot. Looks like a man who knows he's getting fired. Fire rule. I mean, it was, I mean, this was, you know, two years ago, right? Now you look at Steve Wilkes, leader of men. That's a damn head coach right there. Keep pounding. Keep Steve Wilkes. I want to run through a brick wall for you, man. And that's why he's such a good coach. These players want to run through a wall for Steve Wilkes. They're willing to do it. They're able to do it. He's a leader of men. And I'm sorry, but this is why everyone is believing in themselves right now. From the from the Panthers on him to the Panther fans to us on this podcast, man. Steve Wilkes has everyone believing. And um, yeah, it's just what a difference uh, a few weeks will have on a team, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that we started with Matt Rule, maybe the most inept coach in the NFL. And now we have Steve, man. It's it's just perfect. I couldn't have written a better story myself. If uh, you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, which is on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts at Google Play, Spotify, all of that jazz, uh, what Cody's talking about is a Scott Fowler tweet that is uh, juxtaposing the comments on like uh, Twitter uh, during the video press conference of these guys. Scott Fowler tweets, if you have ever watched the Panthers official live press conference feed after games on Twitter, it allows fans to comment in real time about what they are hearing from the coach. This is kind of weird to me because he put this on Twitter. He's like, if you've ever seen a video on Twitter while we're tweeting about it on Twitter, right? Uh, And it's like he's talking to old people, like he's explaining email uh, to his neighbor. He might be. Um, you know, at, at that same time, but Fowler has always got a little um, petty bone in him, right? As Fowler's been a guy who is not, uh, he did a podcast on the Ray Carruth thing. Some people didn't like that. It was, he was trying to get into the serial. It's actually very good, to be honest, like uh, storytelling and things like this. But Fowler has poked the bear a couple of times and made some coaches mad. And most recently made David Tepper mad, <laughs> right. right? And uh, the awkward press conference there. So I'm waiting for the Fowler um, story where he's juxtaposing the David Tepper press conference after firing Matt Rule and after hiring Steve Wilkes. Or he's going to do something like that. Here comes the petty Scott Fowler bomb. And I tell you, uh, if you don't have a little petty in you, Shame on you, shame on you. I'm a little petty for all those people who are not smashing the thumbs up button. And if Cody Lashney is ready, I think it's time to give these people a shaming for not smashing that thumbs up button and not getting it together. Am I ready? Am I ready? Dude, when am I not ready, man? I think a better question and maybe even a dumber question. Is the chat ready? Is the chat ready for this heaping helping of shame that my man Codizzle is dishing out to ya? Talk to him, Big Papa. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, Panthers fans of all caliber, you've come here to talk about the Carolina Panthers 
to chat about the Carolina Panthers. Maybe you're listening as we travel across the country in an 18-wheeler, whatever it may be. But you haven't hit that like button. You haven't hit that uh, thumbs up. Whatever the positive review is for whatever platform you're using to watch or listen to us. I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. One hundred ninety-three viewers, ninety thumbs up in the chat room. Y'all, please hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell for every single time the C three Panther fan base and the C three Panther podcast goes live. Hey man, we take no weeks off, man. We are year round, always bringing new Panther content. Uh, and listen, man, help us whip up on that YouTube algorithm. And just rush and run the football on the YouTube algorithm. Just like these Panthers have been doing to our opponents, baby. It helps us grow. helps us get in front of more and more people. Tony Don, what we got next on the dock? Uh, don't forget that uh, we've been having a blast playing prize picks on uh, the C3 Panthers podcast this year. Our sponsor, Prize Picks, and you can go... Uh, to prizepick.com or get the prize picks app for your daily fantasy football sports using the promo code C3. You'll get a first time deposit match of up to $100. And I got to tell you, it doesn't matter if they sponsor this podcast or not. I'm all about the prize picks been going and do well. We've been playing it all year on the show guys. And just a little bit about a, how this works and what is going down is this is daily fantasy football sports. Right. And what this does is you get to uh, select players and they basically identify if they are going to do more or less of the, over their projected fantasy football projection, their fantasy projection, their football projection. Right. So you pick multiple players. The more players you pick, uh, the more it pays out. It could pay out up to 10 times your money. You can do flex picks. It's fun where you can win two out of three, just a little bit of what's been going down on my, uh, or on the C3 account. Um, Almost had a good, good day on Sunday. Still came right ahead is this $5 um, two-pick entry on a free play with Justin Herbert, right? Um is that why does it only say 62 yards, by the way, that he uh got anyway? He got his he cover is he went over his number. Christian McCaffrey in a game, he had 34 receiving yards, did not make the number because they just blew these suckers out. I just need one more screen pass, baby. One more screen pass, and that five dollars turns into 15. Uh made one on a basketball pick greg on the flex nice. gotta go flex man flex is like this if we would have just done flex all season we would have been like triple our money yeah i don't want a lot you know um win this one kirk cousins and russell over so this is how it can go man and you can get some big time payouts fans of the c3 panthers podcast have been playing prize picks like crazy and having a good time doing it the uh, code, the promo code is C3. You get a 100% deposit bonus uh, up to a 100%, up to $100 on your first time deposit. Make sure to use the promo code C3. One of the things we like to do with prize picks 
is look at the upcoming game. And that's what we're going to be going to anyway. The next segment is going to be about previewing the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers and some things like this. But let's just see what some of the early fantasy projections are for the Carolina Panthers. Only two numbers available. These numbers will fluctuate throughout the week, right? Uh, the earlier you get, you get some good numbers, right? And they'll add more players to it. Right now, uh, Devontae Foreman, 60 and a half rushing yards. Right now, the like we talked about, Cody, the Pittsburgh Steelers have not been great against the run. In fact, the Baltimore Ravens bludgeoned them uh, last week in their own triple threat with Huntley yeah. and two running backs. So they've been giving up a lot of rushing yards. Deontay Foreman, his number is 60 and a half, by the way. Sam Darnold's number was lower, I believe, last week than 175 and a half through the air. Feel good about the uh, this one more interested than the Sam Darnold. The only the only thing about the Donta Foreman is that now that you know, like what I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're splitting carries, man. Now we have uh, Truba Hubbard and Blackshear getting touches, so. I mean, if you look, if you go back to him, I believe he went over it last week. I believe he did have over that amount. But um, even still, man, it's just, it's risky. Um, that number but, it, goes to 65 by Friday. Remember that, Cody, for the C3 Friday free-for-all on Friday where you guys do your own prize picks there using the promo code C3, is that right. usually Russian numbers against a bad rushing team or bad rushing defense tend to go up throughout the week. Uh, at least Christian McCaffrey always gets better numbers early in the week than he does on Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the money is going towards it. Um, Deontay Johnson, the Pittsburgh wide receiver, 54 and a half. Uh, George Pickens, 46 and a half. And Najee Harris on the run game, uh, over 60. You know what? It's basically, you could do, is this a running game? Is this... You know what? To be honest, I like that because their quarterback situation is in flux. Hmm. You know, um, you could almost do running back versus running back duel here. The number is identical, isn't it? Hey, I I, I want to point out real quick. Why you, that's interesting. I want to point out real quick why you're talking about Dante Foreman. Um, I, I think that I want to ask one was his he came in slightly injured. So I'm wondering if the if the carries were altered like that. But I'm looking at the numbers. He had still had 21 <laughs> carries, and for, and Hubbard only had 14. So I mean, he still had 21 carries. Even I mean, he led the backfield by seven. I carries like this still. running back versus running back play here. Yeah, and that's going to be my number. first prize pick of the week right here. Is I'm going to do more on both of these. Um. Unless somebody in the chat can tell me, is there anything going on with Najee Harris? I know he's not been great this year, to be honest. But like the Panthers' defense is not necessary is not been shut down against the run. I think, and uh, they have a quarterback who is potentially going to be the Mason dude or whatever is dude and whatever is Ru- Rudolph Mason Rudolph, yeah, um, or Mitch guy. Trubisky who threw three picks last week unnecessarily. What do you guys think in the chat? Uh, I'd like to hear what you guys think about the C3 Panthers prize pick this week. But don't forget to use the promo code 
C3. We'll actually keep going on with the show. I'm not going to, I'm going to wait to see what the chat has to say about this before I put my entry entirely in. But that is our prize pick of the week. Actually, do you guys want to, we'll come back to it when we talk NFL news. We might peek at the numbers after the chat tells us what we should do. Carson says uh, more than uh, Foreman over Pickens under, well, Pickens, oh, he likes the Pickens. As in the receiver. Ooh. What, J.C. Horman puts the seatbelt on him? Is it Foreman yeah, over the, Pickens under? Hmm. Yeah, I like that. They, they really don't what's, have what's a big-time receiver. Yeah. yeah, they don't have a big-time receiver on that offense. And J.C. Horn is Mr. Shut Shit Down, if you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I like the, that. It's only 40. What's man, his, that's only two catches, though. Right. What's his guess on receptions? Because I know that he got pit that week. He has two right there. He got pissed because he only got like two targets. Like, so he'll throw a tantrum if he only gets a few targets. Mm. So they may force feed him. That's a low number. I mean, it's not terribly low, but you know, when we go over with the big receivers, that number is like 90. Right. That's two plays. I guess the question is, does JC lock him up? Does JC lock him up? I'm going to do this. I'm going to come might back. Not cover him every play. I'm going to come back to that one, but I'm going to play this power yeah, play right okay. here. I'm going to make this a rushing game and see what we got. We'll come back to the prize picks later on. Don't forget to use the promo code C3. Cody, uh, we got uh, the Carolina Panthers will be hosting. Oh, take me. I got to take me down. Yeah, I got it. Top screen. Uh, prize picks. Use promo, promo code C3, damn it. Make some money. Dude, we have people messaging us all the time, gloating about how much they're winning on prize picks. That needs to be you. Make mm. some money. Help out the podcast. Use promo code C3. Man, we're having a I even have my friends of mine that made a separate uh, chat just for us to be able to talk about our prize picks, man. So it's yeah. Get in well, add it. me, jokers. Hey. Add me. Also, hey, by the way, guys, yeah. if we're live, we'll, we'll be able to watch it as it happens. But there is tonight at midnight, so they're going to be starting a 12 days of promos So for Christmas. And so the first one drops tonight at midnight. Um, we don't know what it is, but it's going to be something new every single day. So if you guys are interested, uh, go put your first deposit in. Again, they're going to match uh, dollar for dollar up to $100. Uh, and then, uh, then you know, obviously you'll have an extra. If you did deposit $100 in your first go, you have basically $200 to play with. So go have some fun. Um, uh, I recommend using the flex pick instead of uh, the full-on five times your money in some of those cases, but uh, that's only because of uh, the amount of times that we've only lost by one uh, of right. the options. So <laughs> hindsight, yep. That's and the coolest thing about days of Pixmas with prize picks. Hey, and the coolest thing about prize picks that you can't do on any other betting site that I've seen so far is you can cross sports. You can put like two football players and a basketball player in. So if you don't only feel good about two football players, go check out another sport. You something you feel comfortable and add them to it. And Fun. good news, yeah. Greg, it's not even betting because it's daily fantasy football sports. It's legal mm -hmm. in 30 states, including North and South Carolina. And if you need uh, to figure out how to be in one of those states while not being in one of those states, ask the chat room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's inventive ways to go to about play prize it. picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but by the holy way, cow, shout look, out. Not Dude, shout out. To Quell Davis. We see you, Quell. Nice. We appreciate you, brother. The $20 love bomb. Uh, he brings up a good point here, fellas. 
Uh, he says, Panthers are 1-6 all time versus the Steelers. Last time we played them, we lost 21-52. to Ah, uh, don't yeah. bring it up. On Thursday Night Football, and they ended our season early. Was that are the Cam we, game? The cam, are we? Injured? Yes, that's yeah, when Cam um, got the yeah, shoulder. That's when yeah, that was the, we're all still down. That, that was the end. That left us here. Yeah. Beginning that of the put us here we, today. Is that's the trajectory from that? Even game. A, that was, even a better story, more poetic. Sorry, I even interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no. That's that. Look, it's all a great point to be made. Uh, he asked, "Are we beating them?" On Sunday, the answer well, is thank yes, you so we much are. For that donation, brother, and yeah, I do think we are. And part of the reason why I do think that we are is uh, Kenny Pickett was in concussion protocol, and if he ends up being on the sideline, Mike Tomlin says there's a possibility that it's not even going to be Mitch Trubisky as their starting. He threw three picks, but uh, all, Mitch- um, no, Mitch Trubisky. All he had to do is they moved the ball down the field and he looked all right for a couple of plays. And all they had to do out of one of those three drives was to score three points and they win that game. Right. I mean, like they couldn't. So is that Mitch Trubisky's mistakes were so huge that just one play and we've seen this for the Carolina Panthers and bad quarterback play. And what that's done is right when there's hope, these guys were in that game against a divisional team trying to muscle through it with losing their quarterback and having a bad season overall, but catching the Ravens on a down week and Trubisky just wouldn't, it was just, um, I mean, he's a liability and this actually doesn't surprise me. It's kind of crazy that I just assumed that he would be starting, but boy, now you're talking about the Panthers. And here's the thing I want to say to quell real quick is thank you. Hey, I love the, the informative comment, man. What a, thoughtful comment that is and placing it into perspective not only historically for that beat down that we suffered in pittsburgh but the kind of tough relationship that we've had with them in the past but this ain't your regular pittsburgh steelers team and mike Mike tomlin is in is is on the cusp of having his first losing season the most insane stat you can possibly think of which is that's crazy to me mike tomlin's you know we and haven't had back-to-back back losing. We haven't had back-to-back back winning seasons in our team history. Yeah, yeah, he's never had, had, he's never had losing one losing season. season. And That's he's not like insane. only been a coach for two years. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, I know right. some Steelers fans too that are so pissed and want to fire him so badly. And what? like y'all, this is yeah. Oh, <sighs> I know a bunch of them where, where I'm from, and they can't stand it. They've loved him the entire time I've known it, but this season they want to fire him. And I'm like, why? We can't win a game. I'm like, y'all, seriously. Give the guy a break. One, I just thought like of this. Never had a losing season. Yeah, I just thought of this because uh, you know I don't think about the AFC potentially enough just because of us being in the NFC and who we play a lot and some different things. But we've been talking about the next coach for the Carolina Panthers, the idea of it being an offensive guy or something to this effect, and like the reason that we've wanted an offensive coach in theory is that they can bring continuity and longevity of success because with success and their coordinators leaving, you don't have to reset in that case. Right. And so we've been talking though about defensive coaches who have been able to have success over the long term, And uh, because, you know, Rivera was one. And when he loses some of his coordinators, then all of a sudden you're like, how, how are you replacing this? And even Steve Wilkes was part of that replacement plan. I was thinking about one of the more successful defensive coaches in the league. And it's got to be Sean McDermott. And, uh, 
I can't believe I haven't thought of Mike Tomlin, though. He's the most successful defensive coach ever, yeah. honestly. Uh, uh, I would, I would he's up there. Belichick. He's up there. You have to give the man Belich his respect. Oh, thank you. Yes, Belichick. Yeah. You have to give the man respect for what he's Yeah, he's, he's definitely done. up there, though. I uh, don't listen, even think I, of Belichick as one-dimensional. I just think of him like as a dark Lord Sith. Yeah. I've I've been you know I said this before the season I've said this for a bunch of seasons he's my favorite NFL head coach you know he has been Ooh, for Tomlin? a long time yeah I love Tomlin yeah, yeah, I, I mean I, I love, love it what they what they've been able to do I think he gets a lot of unfair criticism again I'm not a Steelers fan but look if the Panthers were ever going to be in a position to beat Pittsburgh I'll be damned if it isn't now. Not really good at defending. I know. Yeah, this is like uh, just like they caught the Ravens on a down week. We're catching the Steelers on a down year. Yep. Now there is there is a down moment. There is one thing that I'm worried about. Uh, T.J. Watt is going to be on Taylor Moten, and Taylor Moten, in my opinion, uh, is probably the weakest link of our offensive line. And I didn't think I'd be saying that a few years ago, but. if we're able to, you know, help uh, help defend that right side and keep Sam clean and run the football, make them defend the run, I'm not scared of this Pittsburgh team, especially if they're starting Mason Rudolph, for God's sakes, as their starter. Like, come on, dude. Our defensive backs are playing with confidence. J.C. Horn is doing a lot. C.J. Henderson is playing a lot better football, which I think is a credit to Steve Wilkes. Um, you know, the guys are playing better football. There's not a lot of places to go with the football if you're passing it, let alone if you're a player like Mason Rudolph. Uh, they traded away. Um, what's my guy's name that was up in Pittsburgh? Now he's in Chicago. Uh, Chase Claypool. There's no more Chase Claypool. They, they have uh, Higgins, as I believe is his name, but they don't really have like a, a, a true number one wide receiver that you're going to trust in all those situations. Yeah, the Pickens kid. Uh, people yeah, like Pickens, him Pickens, a lot. Pickens. They, yeah, like him a lot. Uh, they okay. always have a good wide receiver, though. Somehow or another, Pittsburgh always has no, a good no, I, You know what the most scary <laughs> part about the they're Steelers is, They're good at drafting bro. wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Somebody put this in the chat. Too. This is a great comment in the chat. We owe TJ Watt one. Or Jack, yeah. wait, it's TJ, right? Is it TJ? TJ. Oh, J, J, yeah. Is it JJ? TJ, yep. Whichever the Pittsburgh TJ, one. TJ, TJ, TJ. TJ. All right. TJ we owe TJ Watt because he was the one that blasted Cam's shoulder. It wasn't a dirty hit or nothing. It, it was illegal. Destroyed. It was yeah. It was illegal. It was illegal? illegal. It was illegal. Why is that? He was held helmet? with the crown of his head. Oh, uh, okay. Helmet. Okay. Uh he did destroy Cam's shoulder. Like it literally, we watched it the end of Cam right there. And he was cooking with Norv Turner at that point, too in this like small underneath intermediate game that he had been the best. He had never even been good at that type of game before. Um, So we do owe him. I wouldn't be my mind if we, you know, an extra little push and shove or a little long on the, the jumping on the pile or something like that. But the real thing that scares me, or not scares me, that's not the right word. The problem with the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Carolina Panthers and the reason we're one and six against them is we have historically been terrible against three, four defenses. They have frustrated us and frustrated um, and exposed how bad our offensive line was in the past. So this would actually be great here because we've never, and Wilkes has had problems with three, fours too, I believe. Um, Like the Panthers just never did good against these types of defenses. And 
if we could win this game against them and the time that they're down, that's the most thing I'm worried about. The defensive mm-hmm. scheme is yeah. always giving us problem. But if our offensive line is so much better than it's been historically, now we're actually well suited to deal with that. Yeah. And uh, I, I just saw this. I hadn't even seen it before. I don't know how important uh, Chris Warmbly is to their defensive line, but uh, defensive end Chris Warmbly tore his ACL and is out for the rest of the season. And called the injury significant. So they're they're banned up. They're not the healthiest. Yeah. This is this is not the best Pittsburgh Steelers team. And sleep right. on them. We can't take them for granted. Like they're used to playing good December football. But I, they are just not as having good no as DJ could hurt us in though. Years past. Well, right now he's day to day. You know, yeah. so uh, uh, yeah, and but and he barely saw any touches against uh, last week. I'm not even, I'm not even fretting too much uh, about DJ. I think we're gonna spread the ball around. We're not dependent upon getting DJ more the football in order for us to be successful. So this right. is from PFF. If you look at the matchup, and I don't understand the numbers to be honest is how is the so that i pulled this off of pff the uh the spread against this game they've got listed as two and a half point favorites for the carolina panthers uh they see the over under in this game at 38 and a half so a lower scoring game right run first type of game but look at these team metrics i don't understand this is power rank overall it has the steelers at 17 the Panthers at 28, but what about this defensive number? How was the Carolina Panthers defense ranked 28th uh, yeah. in the power rankings as I don't understand that at all. Yeah. I, I was looking at that earlier too. It kind of blew my mind. I don't understand how our offense is ranked 29th. I mean, I could see that yeah, like, when you look at how yeah, the beginning yeah, of the year yeah. started. Well, our average points has got to be, in the 20s now we scored no. we, we got scored high 20s no and- no I, I can understand how we're not like overall ranked as a high team yeah right like is the power rankings like i can see how the panthers aren't power ranked high you know like say above 27 mm-hmm. i could see that in a reasonable way and maybe that number in ch- that number changing with each win the offensive number two for me is understandable but from everything i've heard about how this defense is played not heard but seen and i saw a stat today or a tweet today that said if you kind of take out the garbage uh time of football games for carolina panthers that they are um like an eps whatever this estimated points per whatever i hate that but let's say the most complicated stat but they're a good defense mm-hmm. how can they be the worst defense in the league not the worst, but twenty. Well, that's like insane. What is PFF doing to us? Bizarre. It doesn't make Bizarre. much sense. I'm um, telling you, people <laughs> pick and choose when they love PFF. When PFF backs up your argument, you think that number's opinion, right though? That we're the 28th ranked defense in the league. No, that's no. what they maybe have us ranked. Can, Look at that number. Maybe all, nah, maybe all things considered. You know, like over the, you know, like we were saying. Have we given up? What's the, the most year? points we've given up all season? Uh, uh, Falcons game. This is why I don't. This is why Ooh, yeah, I don't trust. No, it's got to be the Bengals man. game. Uh, 
the uh, on the on the free for all, I, I put the ESPN had Brian as a top four defensive end in the NFL, and PFF did a list of their top ten, and Brian Burner to be found. Like people think that uh, PFF has some numbers, this biblical book of numbers that are just infallible. No, it's just a bunch of dudes who get paid to watch football film, and then they assign a grade to what they think they're looking at on film. On each and it's play, their yeah. opinion, their their opinion is just as suggestive as a uh, as any other player or any other person, subjective rather, as any other person that's evaluating the film. They're not be all end all numbers. You have to trust your own eyes over a lot of these metrics sometimes because to me they're just not telling the whole story yeah i think there was one they had like a week and a half ago where they had um uh andy dalton as like the fifth or sixth rated quarterback in the nfl based on their stats and i was like well i don't know about that one i don't know how you find that measurement but maybe i feel like this is uh influencing the betting uh, betting if they're putting betting odds and then giving you bad data like we have to get the sec involved in the securities exchange commission like this is some bank bankman freed mess right here yeah. ranking us at 28 they're using quicken uh to do their their tech their metrics pff uses quicken breaking story <laughs> uh you guys will hear more about that later on in the show the number is 252-228-5098. We've still got the cat calls to go. In fact, we're about to jump into those right now. Make sure you smash the thumbs up button uh, and be a part of the show. The number is 252-228-5098. And we've got uh, NFL news segment coming up in, at the end of the show and the ice up pick still to go. Let us know your thoughts on this upcoming game, where the Carolina Panthers at or wherever you want to talk about. Take us into the cat calls, Cody. Let's do it. 252-228-5098. Let us hear your so what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good like... Hey guys, it's JJ calling again real quick. Um, I do, however, just want to mention that there's a quarterback out there who's been, who's been you know, doing his thing. And y'all always seem, at least a lot of y'all seem to hate on him a lot. And y'all always want to go back to his stats. He's got capabilities, this and that, but y'all always like, but his stats. But last year, the stats, but the stats he put up, what about his numbers? Let's see his numbers. Well, let me tell you, since week nine, this man has put up 1,200 passing yards, 10 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, rushing touchdowns, Mm -hmm. multiple two-point conversions, a game-winning drive, a road victory against the division leader. This man has put a poverty franchise on his back recently after finally getting a competent head coach because last year he had to deal with the one coach worse than that fucking rule. That man is Trevor Lawrence, who's a franchise quarterback. I got your back on that, Cody. All right, three players I want to touch up on the Panthers uh, game from Seattle. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, he's not bad. He's not as bad as how you guys used to hate on. But, yeah, he still has much to prove. I think he's good, though. I think he's still a solid back, you know. Um, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold looks way more composed and, like, 
under control whenever he's under pressure. Granted, it's not nearly as often because the line has been oh, best offensive line I've seen, put, been putting in work. But he's just handling things better. And you can notice when he went to those checkdowns in the first half, like he read the field, it wasn't their checkdown. He read the field in the second half, didn't make the mistake. He threw the ball away. He's smart. He's not throwing shit up like he did a lot of times last year. And then the last guy I want to talk about is Brian Burns. You got put in the doghouse by a rookie. All right, I'm going to need you to step it up since we declined all that stuff in the trade and we're about to pay you over $100 million. I can't be having our franchise defensive end getting, for the most part of the game, shut down by a rookie. All right. I want to go on this. But yeah, uh, he, I'm sure he'll step it up. He still had a half sack. I feel like even then, when it felt like his presence was minimized, he still made an impact. Brian Burns is still taking that step up. He just got to do better than that, honestly. I uh, love the podcast a lot. Thank you guys for always being there and being consistent with Panthers podcast. Uh, C3 podcast, love y'all. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, brother. Appreciate you, man. Number one. Trevor Lawrence is absolutely a franchise quarterback. Don't ever listen to what Greg says. And number two, you mentioned Brian Burns and how a rookie shut him down. Um, one of the things that we are forgetting, which I think Tony forgot too, when he was saying that Burns needed a game like Seattle to take over, is that he's playing hurt right now. Remember the week before uh, when he hurt his knee and someone rolled into him? And he went out of the game for a little while and ended up coming back in. Like, it's that time of year where our players are playing through injuries. They're not the most healthy that they've ever been right now. (laughs) So uh, you really have to consider that when evaluating, you know, maybe him not having a great performance against their rookie, uh, against the Seahawks rookie. And uh, I really – I think that we need to ease up on Brian Burns a little bit because even in that performance, even though it wasn't his most dominant, he was still out there making plays. He had a, a you know, like Yonel uh, says, he had that half sack. He was out there playing cleanup. He was setting the edge. Like Brian Burns does a lot. And he's, especially when he's injured, he's allowed to have an off game every once in a while. Brian Burns is still a top-tier defensive end in the NFL. Um, He's not the healthiest right now. And I think that we need to ease up on him a little bit. Ease up on him. See, this? I got to defend myself. No, I got to defend myself. First of all, people take the criticism. Y'all hear what you want to hear rather than listen to what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'm not saying it clearly enough. Is that clearly Brian Burns has been the most productive player on our defense and the most consistent for quite some time now, right? There has been no disputing that. And uh, the only thing that if anything is disappointing about him, it's just that you have superstar uh, status in mind for him. And you're just kind of impatient and waiting for it to happen. Not you, me, not even me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the only criticism you can have is that like, he hasn't hit the superstardom just yet that you believe he is fully capable of. I was the one advocating for extending Brian Burns this past year before we even went to the season before he was able to up his price tag and continue to show his unique value to this team because now you can't part ways with him. Not that you would want to part ways with him, but what are you going to rebuild the entire defensive line? Like you need Brian Burns. 
You needed him this year, right? You should have extended him this past offseason. The only thing I kept saying is this, is that is it as is do you the play that he's had right now does he exhibit the money that should be the number one type defensive end in the league that was it it's just saying don't overpay the guy and we could have saved more money if we would have just done it earlier football teams need to know. Could have, have. well no is i know should have could have would have cody but i'm trying to tell the team i'm trying to tell the fans sort of my position on players when it comes to extending them is that each time you get closer to the end of a contract, the stakes go higher for both the team and the player. The you know the risk of injury, the risk of whatever, and the price continues to go up. If you truly believe in a player, if you truly believe a guy is good, like the chat keeps saying, like we keep saying, you know what I'm saying? You should commit to that guy sooner than later. And you win that way as a team, and you beat the inflation you beat the money a little bit and we could have done this with Brian Burns this past off season. Think about who you did extend. You extended Dante Jackson. You did some things. You let some guy go. You knew that you were going to need Brian Burns. That's it. So, I wish we would have done it this past season. Can I just ask a question on that though? Tony is he hadn't had a 10 sacks until this season, right? Correct. We were but calling it's been the nine and a half, two years in a row. I think, right. We we're calling that's the like King a of good almost. productivity. If we would have signed him to like the third highest paid defensive end last year, which is not top, but up there because it's what he's going to perform. Do you think as. he would have had to pay that much? I'm I'm just asking. It, you, that's what you you want to pay him though. Like you want to pay him as one of the top guys. He's a top three, four defensive end right now. No, and that's what we would have. That's what we're going to end up having to pay him. Well, as. yeah, they say. Are you saying four. if we would have paid? Okay. Him, would you would you have been okay if we'd have paid he him? Wasn't with that before at the beginning we went into the season? season though. That's what I'm saying though. That why would we have paid no, him? No, but that I would have said we could have gotten away with paying him like the top six number. But he was betting on himself. He didn't have to sign that. Like, like, like. I mean, yeah. Just, but man, when you tempt out players with the, you know what? It's really hard to turn down guaranteed money. It is. It is. You're right. You know? One knee. But I think a lot of these away. guys bet on themselves. You know, when they when Maybe. they know they're good. I say take that money, bird in no. hand. Except you're unless you're CK, hold on to that ticket for the Panthers <laughs> right. winning the division. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's go to Josh from Mass. Panther Nation, it's your boy Josh from Mass. I know I've been quiet this year. You haven't heard from me so much, but I've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, your boy is uh, he's actually vice president of a Polish club up here in Massachusetts now. Um, so I've been busy with that and all the, the, the responsibilities and goings on with the club. Uh, but anyways, uh, nice. what a win yesterday, boys. What a win. And, uh, I mean... Oh, I'm I'm hyped because next week I'm gonna be in Charlotte. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down in Charlotte at the game. I'm going to see yeah. us hopefully beat the shit out of Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm looking not just not just the game, the city, of course, because every time I come down, everybody's so nice, everybody's so polite, everybody's so wonderful. The food's amazing, especially all the you know that all the great beer y'all got. Y'all truly spoiled down there. Um. <laughs> And that's coming from somebody who lives, you know, five minutes away from the, I'm sure, well-known treehouse brewing up here in Massachusetts. But, man, is Steve Wilkes just not making this case? Like, dude, if we had a better offensive coordinator and let's just say maybe Matt Corral didn't break his foot uh, in preseason, I mean, we're – 
I mean, not to say they would give him the nod, but, I mean, damn. Then you also got to remember, you know, some of them early losses were a necessary evil because without them losses, Matt Rule would still be here. He'd still be ruining our Sundays and 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 our Thursday, at one Thursday primetime game we get a year. You know, it would have made the rest of our season a real, a real shitter. So, I... Again, I'm, I, I struggle too much with, with going, well, we we would have a nice win those games, man. Again, winning them games would have just meant Matt Rule stayed around longer. So Exactly. You know, but we're in a spot where we control our destiny. And, you know, the chance is there. We could have a home playoff game this year. It could be us. Why not us? Come on. Why not? You know, we got to tank so we can get some quarterback who we don't know how he's going to pan out. Oh, no, that's good. That works out for the teams that do it. Go ahead, take a look. Take a look at the teams that historically did that shit, and it don't ever work out. But what we can do is we can go to the bank on Sunday and get yeah. loud as fuck. Because that's our house, and that's what we're going to do. They can take their bum asses back to fucking Pittsburgh with an L. So let's do our fucking part, Panther Nation. Keep fucking pounding, and I will see you beautiful people all on Sunday. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Dude, shout out to our guy, Nick. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the Panther fans are feeling the energy. We're feeling the energy, man. And yeah, I mean, the only thing that could have made this season better to me, I mean, literally the only thing, is if Matt Corral hadn't gotten hurt and he was the quarterback that we're rolling with and he was having some great rookie season. Like, God, that would be the stuff of dreams for me. Uh, but, you know, that's not how it is, and we're not going to wish for something different, man. It is how it is, uh, and this Panthers team, it, it's got people believing, you know. Uh, now, look, I will say, Nick has been uh, – every time Nick has come – He's uh, not good luck for the Carolina No, Panthers, it is man. not. But been, you know what? We Like, you could say that about 60,000 people for the last five oh, years, yeah. too. Yeah, no but doubt. But those guys have it tough. You know what? Screw that. It's not their luck. The Panthers owe – them some gas money. These but you guys, know, I don't believe in jinxes anyway. Well, you should. No, I don't believe that shit. There's nothing to Did we win? Us. Did we get when we got the black hat? Yeah. Oh, I told you. Oh, dude. You're always saying all black <laughs> is yeah. the, you know, that's because we never jinx. wore we all, never black, all black, bro. We always left the one missing piece. It's true. The one missing piece did suck. The missing piece was the problem. The number's 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts on that. Also, some interesting things going on in the chat room about will we be in better shape with Matt Corral right now than Sam Darnold? To be honest, it's a difficult question to answer given the fact that Sam Darnold only passed for 120 yards last week. How could you be in much worse shape in so many ways when it comes to your quarterback situation? We'll be talking about Marcus Mariota leaving the team, though, as he's replaced by... Desmond Ritter, though, they're going through it down in Atlanta. I'd love to hear about it. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's keep rocking. Hi, this is Steve from Myrtle Beach. Hope you guys are having a good day. Um, I'm so thrilled about the game on Sunday. I love it when we beat a hated rival such as um, Seattle. You know, they've always been a pain in the behind, so I'm glad we took them out, especially the way we did it in a really hard way. Now, everybody's complaining about Burns and that he's not doing everything. He has 10 sacks, 
Meanwhile, the great Hassan Reddick, who we all loved the last year, had 11 sacks total for the whole season. So um, I don't see what everybody's going crazy for. I saw Burns do a lot of things on the field when he was in there, besides just getting uh, not getting sacked. So he was. I thought he was quite active. And I don't know why people aren't giving Cuba Hubbard more more love. Uh, Cody's right. Uh, no, he looked really good I'm and everything. And last year, last year he had 612 yards and five touchdowns. So the man does have skills. And uh, if he doesn't get thrown the ball too much, I think he'll uh, be a nice accessory in the running game. Um, like I said, it was a great win. And uh, I just love being these teams. And everybody kept – was no negative. We can't sign now. We're not going to sign in and sign that. And Lawrence, this whole thing about Lawrence with Jacksonville, I hope I dear, never hear his name again. Um, like I said, it's a great, you guys are great. Uh, being a little more happy, we had a great win, and uh, hopefully we'll win the next four and uh, have a good laugh over the rest of the league. Okay, you guys take care. What a good call. What a good call. I yeah. threatened, I was like, man, if this guy says Shy Smith, though, I mean, he's getting bounced. <laughs> Don't be so hard Dude, on you should Cuba listen to Hubbard. me more often, man. Man, look, you, you guys listen. are just too – look, you little babies in the podcasting world, baby. You still got some – you got some years to get on you on behind these seasons. You're going to see this. You're going to find these darlings. You're going to love them. You're going to do all this. And you're going to have one game. And all of a sudden, you're going to be hating Chuba Hubbard in three weeks again. We're not babies. You're an old curmudgeon. Coney Ely, baby. Tell you that name. You guys Coney remember him? good for a while. No, not for a while. He played one game in his rookie season. That was the most epic game. So, well, you'll never give Chuba Hubbard props because Coney Ely. No, I was busted. all in on Coney Ely. The oh, Panthers dude, gave him the start for job. You're jaded. You have to judge each player by themselves. Coney Ely did more in one game for the Carolina Panthers and Cody than Chuba Hubbard's done in three seasons. The two numbers, 252, 228, 50, 98. Might have been two seasons. I'm not sure. Uh, let's so go to the next goal. Oh, wait. That's the same one. Hi. Oh, I'm making. I'm gonna make less mistakes one day. Yo, what's good, C3? It's JD864. Hey, I'm 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 tuned in, new listening to the show. Uh, it's a bunch of comments. Uh, people are posting in there the chat. Some comments I saw on Twitter on on other Panther sites where people are complaining about DJ Moore not having any reception in the past game, and I I truly can't wrap my mind around if. You watch the game. It's not even a matter of going back and watching it. Watching the game live, there's more to football for every position. There's more to football than a wide receiver putting up a bunch of numbers. Yes, you would love to see that shit, but it says a lot about a player. It says a lot about an organization, about a team. When they, why we, I'm watching this game, he and DJ, had he had no catches. But I Same saw DJ Arnold's out there in the fucking run game, blocking his – setting – setting solid blocks. Like the man out there, hey, I got to block this corner. I'm going to push your ass five yards down the field. He was putting in work. We won that game 30 to – I already forgot the down score. We win that game. I think it was 30-20. And our number one receiver had no catches. That shit sounds insane. But we won that game, put 30 points up on the Seahawks. And our number one receiver had no catches. Now, mind you, we left 11 <laughs> points off the board because Sam missed DJ on, on a seam route that would have been a walk-in touchdown. And then there were numerous times where I saw McAdoo, for all the shit that he's getting about play calling, there are multiple times throughout the game where I saw McAdoo dial up shot plays. Seattle was sending blitzes on almost every play. 
So Sam's get the ball, play action, drop back. He's getting pressure in his face. He's not being he's not able to push it downfield. How many of those shot players do you think DJ would have been the target on? Seattle was doing everything it could to they nah, were trying to stop the damn run. They were they were run blitzing. So if we call it play action yeah. play, that's that that whole time the play is developing, that's a few more seconds for the the, the, the blitzers to get the sound. And Sam, to his credit, yeah. was making smart decisions with the ball. I'm gonna just throw this shit away. Hey, I feel like somebody's on my back. Let me oh yep, let me just throw it away. Yeah. How 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 is anyone complaining? Oh, DJ had no yeah, we should I guess if you play fantasy football or if you're making bets and you want a DJ to right, you yeah, expect yeah, a DJ to eat that game, I can understand if you're upset. But if you're just yeah. watching this shit and you have a guy of his caliber and he 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 doesn't do anything that's, that's going to show up in the stat sheet, but you watch the game and you see him out there blocking, that's not something wide receivers are, are akin to doing. But he out there putting in work. But now nah, let me complain because he don't have a bunch of catches. Hey, Sam only threw for 120-something yards. Look, uh, J.D., you're right uh, in everything you're saying. The complaints, the people that are complaining about DJ's production and kind of relating that to the game plan of the problem, there really is no problem there. Is the dude had a knee injury in the game. So, right, like he's going to be like he probably didn't play as much as I don't know when exactly that injury happened. On like the first drive of the game, though, or early on in the game, he was wide open and Sam Darnold didn't throw the pass, didn't put enough air underneath the pass, and he would have walked in for like a 40-yard touchdown. So imagine the game unfolding where he had like two catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. Nobody would even mention it. Uh, and on top of that, the game plan unfolded where you didn't have to throw the ball at all. So you're right, exactly, that people shouldn't be complaining about DJ's production at all. Kind of uh, the And kind of the question goes to Sam Darnold's performance. He didn't have to throw the ball much, and if the Panthers' defense wouldn't have softened up against the Seahawks' passing game, he would have had to throw the ball even less, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Sam made two errors that I can that I I mean probably more than that if we really went and ever looked at every play. But there's two moments in the game when he missed that DJ pass, that blows the doors off of this game early in a way. Yeah, gives them confidence. It's a big play. That would have been awesome. So he missed that play. That was his fault. He underthrew the ball. Um, and it looked like last week he had one like that, the first start he had, where it just looked like it took too long for it to click, like what was happening. Like if he could have just processed a little faster, he would have made the play because it was the right read just a half second late and not thinking about what's really happening. Uh, the other play was down kind of in that fourth down territory. You know, it's just it wasn't a good time. Like, we got down there and we went for it twice on fourth down. You know, we got one of them on the run game. He just didn't look. We didn't look comfortable in the red zone. He didn't look comfortable. So those two moments right there, you change those two moments, and Sam Darnold has a, you know, a 200-yard game, two touchdowns. And you're talking about how he's, you know, so I don't think it was that bad. I don't think he played poorly. I think that just thank God you didn't have to use him. Uh any more than that, and you're setting him up in a good place. You're actually – this is what Sam Darnold needed probably when he was a Jet. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Yeah, it's J.D. Aces for again. I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm, 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 I'm happy we won the game. I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around how some people are so pessimistic that 
you, you, you win a game, but we, I guess it's because we won it, but we didn't win it in the fashion that these individuals wanted us to win it in. Like, it's the same way. I, I guarantee you, if the Panthers were to draft the quarterback, there are going to be people bitching because it's not quarterback. They wanted them to draft. Like, of course. Ah, like, the negativity that, that exists around, like, it, it, it just bugs me. Like, can, pe- can we all just use a little uh, ounce of logic, just apply a little bit of logic to the, the things we're saying? That, that, that should really, I probably shouldn't even be letting that get to me like it is, but it, it I, I hate when I see good and then all I hear from others is, oh, this should be done this way. Like, no, nah, man, just, we, we, we won a game. That, that rushing attack has been what it's been throughout the fucking since Wilkes took over. That's that's because Wilkes has an identity. That's what he wants to see the team doing. All right. And I'm I'm little down in my mind with the success the offense is having, should there come a game where in which you ask Sam to throw it a little bit more, he's probably gonna be Sam's probably gonna look better than he's looked in his career. The dude he understands he does not need to fucking do everything in order for the offense to be successful. He's a part of it, not the offense. Matt, shit, McAdoo is doing for Sam what the Jets coaching staff should have been doing for him, what Rule and Brady should have been doing for him. And that's dumbing down the offense, right, rolling him out of the fucking pocket, making his threes simple. That's how you build up a QB. And I'm seeing McAdoo do that shit. So, yo, I don't know. I done gotten angry as hell now. Sounds like but, getting murdered in the background. Hey, keep pounding. Appreciate what you guys do. I'm out. Look, J.D., see, this is the problem. Poor J.D., Mr. Man, uh, Mr. Natural Optimist, Mr. Glass glass Half Fool, who lives in paradise, actually, in Hawaii, despite the kid being murdered in the background, is actually heavenly. Um, He's like this, don't mess with my stress, kid. Uh, No, this is, you look, just don't look on the Internet, then. You know, as everybody in the world is going to be upset about everything, even when good stuff happens, bad stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, And then the other thing is this, is who realistically could look at this game and be upset about the way we won it? We went on the road and beat the shit out of the Seahawks. Like, I mean, despite the kind of coming back at the end, this game was in hand the whole time. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were up but like, like seventeen I, to three or something or nothing. I mean, to like, be honest, though, like I feel like JD is talking specifically to fans, like G Baby. Uh, like when we win, oh, it's not the way you wanted to win, so therefore it's invalid. You know what I mean? Or it's like when when the how Panthers could you even win in this season in a way you wanted to win. What do you think? All of a sudden, that Sam Darnold's going to come out so there and beat Patrick Mahomes? You're not going to get your way. <laughs> and what JD is saying is. Dude, when we get a W, quit bitching about it, man. Like, put Coke in a smile and shut the fuck up and be happy. <laughs> like, the, the, you know, uh, Sam isn't, isn't a good quarterback. We're not going to win with him. Okay, we're not putting the ball in Sam's hands that much. We're, we're literally not asking him to do all that much, and still people are complaining. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with J.D., I don't understand it for the life of me. Um, and by the way, it's like we all we're all so reactionary, right? When when the player is playing bad, 
We're like, oh, oh they're oh, terrible. You mean, or when they're, boy, you mean when they're playing good and you go, oh, Chuba Hubbard is so awesome? You mean like no, that reactionary? Or Shai Smith is no, now I'm developing. The other way He's not wrong. He's no, not wrong, I'm Cody. The other works way both ways. When you see a player that has not been playing good and then you just label them forever, oh, they suck. They'll never make it. No, you're reactionary. You mean like you label you're reactionary. And if anything, Chuba Hubbard proves my point. If I would have made my opinion on Chuba early on in his Chuba sucks, he's not good, whatever. No, you keep on playing, you keep on growing, and you get better. Right now, we have to give Sam Darnold credit for doing all the things that we knocked him for not doing before. He's taking care of the football. Like J.D. said, he's throwing the ball away. Instead of throwing it in the double, he didn't cover. make any mistakes. Yeah, and how could you not commend him for that when that has been such a critique on how Sam Darnold plays? He didn't do what uh, the car guy did in Oakland or in Las Vegas when they lost to the Rams and Baker Mayfield, right? Who blew it at the times when they were ahead. That actually was the best thing that Sam Darnold did that didn't make a mistake. Um, but come on, get off the dang Chuba Hubbard thing. I just say though, with the you got a Chuba like, first. No, to, to how about you get on the Chuba Hubbard thing? <laughs> I will not get on that. I'm Chuba. not on the oh, Chuba yeah, Hubbard thing yet. I, I'm I'm willing to get on it. I'm not on it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm hey, right can I, with can you. I'm just, the same way. Yeah, can I just say that to, to add to the point of what the caller says? Like, I just want to remind everybody: Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl with like 128 passing yards. So if you don't need the quarterback to do it all, then you know, I'm just putting that out there. He had like 128 passing yards in his first. Panthers Super Bowl. to the Super Bowl, CK. Yeah, I think I think that what he's telling me is that Sam Darnold is the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. <laughs> no, uh, Sam Darnold greater <laughs> than Nick Foles. Uh, potentially, uh, right. yeah, potentially. How about Not this? If we, if, yeah. How about this? If we win this year, yeah, dude. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, if you want it, like is like is I would almost say that if Sam Darnold somehow got to the NFC Championship this year, I would say Sam Darnold greater than Nick Foles. You know that if he wins a playoff game, we're going to be saying that, right? <laughs> sign <laughs> Sam Darnold if he wins a playoff game. Sign this guy. Oh, you know, we well, actually, we would yeah. have to. You have to. Yeah, You'd have to have, have the to. conversation, at least. Yeah. I but mean, hey, what why else do are you going to do? Why, look, why do all three of you give my cripple ass the opportunity to dunk on you? If what you're God, all going to... No, no, no. If, if, if all three of you are going to... I know Will what he's Hubbard, about to say. That Chuba Hubbard... Is not good. You're letting my cripple ass come and strut up on this podcast anytime that Chuba Hubbard balls out and fucking does what he did last game. I'm inclined to believe that he's going to do that. So come on, you 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 make. I don't know how you're going to dunk on us, dude. No, I don't either. Oh, can, I, can, can I, I go, go real quick? I, what would you about chair, can, can I, I go real roll quick? off like 800 yards for that to be a dunk? Hey, dude, my Cody, chair has a special function. Don't worry about it. Cody, real quick, I just want to go over Chuba Hubbard's stats for the year. Game one, three yards. Game two, zero yards. Game three, 25 yards. Game four, zero so, yards. Game five, six over. yards. Game six, 63 yards. Game seven, 14 yards. Game eight, zero yards. Like, dude, this guy, he has the potential to be good, and I like him where he's at as our backup, but he's not a superstar yet. He's not a superstar. He's not even a good player yet, Don't even say he's not even Am I saying yet. that he's a superstar? You're saying no. he's part of a superstar. No, I'm saying okay. that he's not trash like a lot of other people try and make him out to okay. be. Like, 
He's not trash. on the tuba. You're riding the tuba. And I tell you this is uh, uh, Cameron Artist Payne, greater greater than Chuba Hubbard by a mile. The number is 252-228-5098. Next call. Why do you not, not like any players that you just don't Zach remember? Tillman here, rocking my Brian Burns jersey on Victory like Monday. Fucking go. Um, awesome to see the team really rallying behind Will for our future head coach. Fingers crossed. Um, also want to highlight Sam Darnold, still undefeated with the beard. Looks freaking sick. But I have a question for you guys. With our new offense, just kind of running the ball down the throats of opposing defenses, do you guys think Sam Darnold will ever throw for more than 200 yards for the rest of the season? Or is it just going to be pretty much him running the ball three times and then play action, play action, run, 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 play action, and then DJ Moore pretty much gets zero touches and I wasted my second-round pick on DJ Moore in fantasy? Just want to get you guys' thoughts. Uh, go Panthers. Keep pounding. Let's go. Next week, no losses, baby. I hope you don't need DJ Moore in your fantasy league because the injury is going to be the biggest problem. Sam Darnold coming back was actually helpful for him over a Baker Mayfield type project. He does get him the ball. The Panthers are going to have to pass the ball at some point. Right. You know, I mean, even if they were to crazily run to the playoffs is that playing, you know, in a playoff game, there's no way you win the game by just being one dimensional. Right. Um, so at some point, Sam Darnold is going to have to be part of the game plan. Uh, and it can't just be run, 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 run. Uh, but here's the thing is the Seahawks. How about we have... run Sam more? No, actually, he's got great wheels. He's got great wheels. Yeah. Like, And like uh, one of the things that I tried to argue when we were trying to find anything good about the acquisition of Sam, of Baker Mayfield was that his mobility was not that less. Like it wasn't like Darnold's was better, but not like stratospherically better right. and it is stratospherically better i will say that and the other thing oh i had a big one shoot it was about the running game we got to run the game all right um it'll come to me oh it was about the game with the seahawks and can we bring up the ryan quote real quick and how the one of the things is and this goes back to jd's call this goes back um to like play like how you need to win how you want to win sometimes the opponent the opponent the opponent <laughs> dictates how you play them and what you should be trying to do to them the seahawks have given up um like over 160 yards to the raiders one time this year they gave up a ton of yards to us they've been bludgeoned by several teams and that's the way to beat them and right now last week uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, although Trubisky was responsible for those three picks and really could have had the opportunity to win the game, what uh, ultimately happened, though, is the Raiders' defense, I meant not the Raiders, the Steelers' defense just simply could not uh, stop. And I guess we don't have the quote. I thought we had it. Uh, could simply not stop the Baltimore Ravens' running attack. So if anything is this is like we're going to have to pass it at some point. But we don't need to pass it till we need to pass it. Right. right now we're playing teams that can't stop the run. So why don't you go out there and muscle up, man up, and make them stop the run? And that's what we did against the Seahawks, and they couldn't do it. Uh, 
So expect that. And maybe that makes me feel better about my prize pick. Makes me feel better about my prize pick. The number. He's back. He's back. 252-228-5098. Hey, what's good, fellas? It's Corey calling in. I'm going to give my take on the game. Well, Corey. I'm, I'm real hyped up right now because, Tony, you're talking spicy about Brian. And you know what? Oh, God. We're splitting hairs. We're talking semantics. And I and I know, like, you, 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 nobody on this team, nobody thinks Brian Burns is, like, overrated or bad. Well, niggas do think that he's overrated. But, like, I don't understand – and I feel like I call in every week and talk about Brian Burns at this point, but I don't understand what more people are expecting or want from this guy to where it's like, okay, yesterday he had a, a quiet game. Uh, Charles Cross, you know what I'm saying, he, he had a great-ass game. And Brian Burns didn't do much on the stat sheet in a game that we, we won at least, right? So, like, and, and, and two weeks ago he had – he had the game and everybody was kept saying he needed to have. Like Tony's saying, like this two sack breakout game, like he just had it. He just had it a couple weeks ago. And then we had a bye. And then this next week, he it was a it was a slow week. But like we're talking about a guy who's got who's already set a career high in sacks with games left to play. He's twenty four. Like he's gonna get a bag. Like that's what great players demand. And you keep like putting them up to this Nick Bosa Von Miller standard. And it's like that that's that's not how it works, man. There's there's one or two of those dudes in the league at any given time, and right. if, if if he resets the the edge rusher market, then guess what? Nick Bosa or Michael Parsons is gonna reset it in three or four years anyway. Like that's how this shit goes. Brian that's Burns true, yeah. is an elite player at an elite age, and we didn't trade him, so now he's gonna get the bag, and it's not because he's gonna be worth whatever we pay him. We've already seen him. For, we've already seen him take over games. And it's like as soon as he comes in and has, you know, like a, a, a quiet game, niggas want to, you know, hop on his head and, and, and prove a point that they already have about the guy. When, again, we won. Like, we won. Our defense made plays. And he didn't have the biggest game to have his quote-unquote breakout game that he's already had multiple times. He's having a breakout season. So, again, I don't know what, what y'all want. I don't know what was going to make people happy with just trading him and getting him. If they wanted two first-round picks. Niggas are going to be mad that they didn't get two first-round picks for him. So anything else is just going to be black. But, again, man, like, like, okay, he's not Von Miller. Fine. He's not the greatest pass rusher of our generation. But guess what, man? He's getting better each and every year. And this year has by far been his best year. I don't know, man. I didn't even get to talk about the game. I'm running out of time just hopping on Brian Burns' dick. But, yeah, bro, pay the man and, and don't fucking do that. Otherwise, what else? I mean, he was talking to you. Why are you applauding? I'm applauding him because, look, as you have no choice to pay him. See, again, everybody's missing my entire point is that I've wanted to. I, I Like, you actually have no way to build this team going forward without Brian Burns. Yeah. And that was the case before this season, honestly. So that's all I've been trying to put out there. And now you are. If he gets two more sacks this year, right? And he finishes the year. You probably need to get three to finish in the top five. I would did think. They, did they say he got half a sack last game? Because if he did, he already had ten and a half. That'll put him at eleven sacks already. Right. So, but to finish yeah. in the top five of the league, you're probably gonna have to have fourteen. 
I would think, is this year. Yeah. And uh, look, Miles Garrett at one point, why is he not at the top of the list? He was like on pace for like a bazillion sacks earlier in the season. What happened to him? Did he get hurt? Uh, I don't know. But the point that I'm just, again, everybody's missing the point. Or at least maybe I'm not making the point clearly enough. And that is, uh, I think that's, I think we should have signed him prior to the game, to the season. And now you're going to have to pay him Von Miller money. When, but he deserves one. I mean, he deserves not that saying he doesn't now. deserve anything is it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's not about deserving the NFL is like this is like you got to pay a quarterback what a quarterback's worth. You're yeah. going to have to mm-hmm. pay him what a defensive end is worth. But if you would have signed him, look, and again, I, tr- I identified this into the season going in. I don't want to fog this up too much, but I feel like I say it every week, too, as everybody continues to say that I'm just dressed, not dogging him, is that he had two years and nine and a half sacks. The Panthers were even flirting maybe with trading him earlier for two picks. You know what I'm saying? People were thinking you should do that. You could have got him at an under 10 sack number maybe as a budding player. Maybe he doesn't sign it. Maybe he bets on himself. I don't believe it. I think if you structure the deal right enough, it entices him to sign the deal now while he can get the money and stay. If anything, maybe Brian Burns was concerned about the damn Matt Rule situation. He's like, I don't want to be here. That might have been the more reason that he wouldn't sign the deal because of the risk. But again, uh, they made him the face of the franchise this past offseason. They uh, debuted the black uniforms on him. They've put him on the commercials. They've had him front and center in the interviews. If you knew you were going to do this anyway, you could have done it earlier. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, but remember, two points to be made. There's no guarantee that he would have signed the contract when you wanted to sign him. Because Mm -hmm. he could have said, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm gonna finish out the season and ball like I like I feel like I can. And I'm gonna go and, and you know and try and get paid. He could have done that. Uh and number two is I think one of the reasons why I don't care as much if the Panthers do sign a really expensive contract to Brian Burns is because we're not paying quarterback money. And that matters. Like we have no choice, the, the, Cody. We cannot field a defense without Brian Burns next year. It would yeah, be unfeasible. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if they you're gonna have to pay him, him the bag. To re- yeah, you're going to have to, but I don't care because one, he's worth it. Number two, it, it makes it where all you have to do is add a few more extra pieces <clears> and then you really make this defensive line nightmare fuel. And then number three, we're not signing, we're not paying all this guaranteed money to, uh, to a quarterback right now that's going to eat up most of our salary cap. It'll be a big hit, but you know, with, uh, Fitterer and uh, Suleiman being able to restructure deals. It's not something that I'm worried about. The only reason that Brian Burns would not have signed the contract extension, if you would have negotiated him with legitimately like good faith, like in a really enticing deal this off season is the fear of continuing to be with Matt rule. That is the only possible reason, because here's the thing is guaranteed. Like Kev gets me here. Guaranteed money is money in the bank and you can give us these giant contracts, but the more guaranteed money you get now is the, like, it, like that's money in the bank to invest and build upon. So if you get 60 million now, it's better than 80 million in three years because you can't be using that 60 million to be making money. The only other thing I will say this too, is that one of the things that I don't think that players, maybe this was a tactical mistake by Brian Burns. If he did turn that down, because if he is on the progression that you guys believe to continue to be better, 
right? Like, where well, this is not the best best Brian Burns we have seen yet. If you really do want to bet on yourself in the NFL, you just sign shorter term deals so you can get another deal. If he's what, 25? What is he? He's young, right? Yeah, he's young. Yeah, 20, he's young. 24, 25. So, like, if he signed a four year deal now, he could be renegotiating when he's 28. Yeah. And you can, in the real, the people that make the big, big money in the NFL sign multi, the multiple deals. Right, but you can only do that when you're an elite player. Like you're talking about the but players like Von Miller. Better, if he could get an right. elite player contract or close to it right now, and then he only gets better over the next two years, you put pieces around him, he looks better in a better system. In three years, he's on the last year of his deal. You're already thinking either extension, trade, or bar- bursting in a free agency, and that's another big contract. Right. Well, but I mean, if you I think... wait another year to do it and then you get along, like now he might not be negotiating his next contract till he's 29 or 30. Right. And that is you're entering a different kind of state of what you can command because people are worried if you're on the back end. Well, players like Von Miller, you remember he was in that 2011 draft class. So I imagine I have to look it up. I imagine he signed two big deals with the Broncos. Then after his big, his second, yeah, big one deal was giant over, one with the, Broncos. Then he got traded to the Rams, and he did something with them. Maybe he did they a gave one him year money, deal and then them. he got another giant with the Bills. Well, he had to have played eight, yeah, eight or nine up. years with the Broncos. Because I mean, he was drafted in 2011. Like he didn't play for the Rams till last year. So he, he had to have had at least two deals. No? Okay, we'll he look may, it up. He may have did two years. I'm not sure. You want to get but, more contracts though. If you're actually good, yeah, you're right. the more. If you're a good player, the more contracts you get. The more money, one hundred percent, yeah. And you yeah. inflate the contract in four years, you get that inflationary bump. Even if you're not a top five player, you're probably cool. getting paid money of what a top player, type five player, is getting paid now. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Next call. Hey guys, it's the growl that may not be able to make him howl because somehow I woke up with a nasty ass head cold. No. Uh, CK. Gee, baby, I was going to subject you to um, me sounding like uh, like this, but Gee, baby's dumbass made me, you know, sick. I, I got to talk about him because he is, uh, he's sitting there talking about, oh, you're going to wish we take. I know he didn't make that comment, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not just talking to people. I'm not just talking to Gee, baby. I'm talking about people like his ass. And usually when I make these calls, I would do the G-Baby voice. But like I said, I woke up with a gnarly head cold today. Uh, and I went to work. I don't know if I'll go tomorrow. Like, that's what we're talking about here. But G-Baby, you are, without a doubt, the fakest Panther fan I have ever come across. And I said what I said, and I meant what I said, and I said what I meant, and I meant what I meant. You stand in direct opposition to everything that our nation was built on. Our nation was built on the back <laughs> I think that Panther Nation. We're pounding. We're not giving up. And you're after sitting over here. I don't know if you're a Falcons fan or something. Matter of fact, go move for them because they're tanking because Mar- Marcus Mariota couldn't get it. He, like, couldn't, you know, had to leave their dirty asses. I heard about that, but, you know. But, gee, baby, 
ice up, tough it up, get it together. And I know you ain't going to do the latter two because you ain't never had your shit together and you ain't never been tough. You've always been a bitch. That's why you never Joey, Joey. You're getting too right. personal now, anyway, guys. guys. Wow, wow, wow. Too personal now. I like their yeah, inter-rivalries. Okay. I like the inter-rivalries. I thought the you, the Panther na- this you don't know what this nation was first built. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but come on, guys. Uh, look at this. As actually, I think Von Miller is probably a bad example of this, guys. Um, he's able. He's been able to negotiate two big contracts, but his first contract. This was uh, he was on a five year, fifth year option, right? Uh, so that stinks for those first round players. He then gets a giant contract. His history was this. Hold on. There it goes. Uh, he got a guaranteed of $42 million over 10 years, I think it said. Mm. Six years. I saw a 10-year deal. I, thought, I swear it's a 10-year deal. Um, six years, $42 million, 114 overall. And then when he went to the Bills, he got another six years, $45 million. So he okay. made the same contract twice. I'm trying oh, wow. to think of another defensive end, though. Somebody who maybe uh, has has been a top tier defensive end. That's a lot. He hasn't been able. Maybe that somebody he would have had the fifth year option too. Interesting. The bill. Yeah. The the bills paid him a shit ton of money. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. He was gonna be a uh, he was gonna be a cowboy otherwise. I'm sure. He didn't get it. How old is hey, uh, by the way. Hey, I think uh, he's 33. He got drafted. Dude, think about that, Greg, yeah. though. Think he's about this. Is what if he was able, though, if you're Brian Burns and you can sign that contract and then negotiate another one when you're not 33, but when you're 29. Yeah. That's then the, you maybe even right. get another one when you're 33. Like, I mean, like that's kind of what you're Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, you, you know, you'd mentioned well, before that we can't build this defense without him. If you're no. still that guy at 33, like Von Miller is right now, then you can get paid that money. That's the trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, but like, we would need, we need him to be that player. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, this is yeah. that, like, isn't the contractual negotiations generally about leverage is like got some of it to do with it, right? Look at what Kirk Cousins has been able to do to teams. He's had leverage. They've had the franchise tag on him, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm only taking guaranteed money." Teams can, we've seen teams bully players, bully teams, and teams bully players in a way. Yeah, uh, but you don't want to put yourself in the position as a franchise to where you have to do dumb stuff. Dave Gettleman used to always say this when we used to like Dave Gettleman. We thought he was an awesome GM. He said, "You use free agency to set up the draft, so you don't have to reach yeah. in the draft to fill needs." It's a perfect way of describing it. But guess what Dave Gettleman did when he rescinded Josh Norman's yeah. franchise tag? He then he had to go and draft all these quarter. Like, and I'm just saying is this, is Brian Bird's number only got more expensive, not only because he's played well, but because like the Panthers, he knows he's got the Panthers in a headlock. Yeah. I mean, but he did good for him, dude. Yeah, yeah, good for him. And especially yeah. if you've been on a team that's been losing their ass the mm-hmm. past few years and due to their own incompetency they just can't get out of their own way yeah good for brian he deserves it man yeah. like i'm i'm you know uh and by the way I, I did want to point out this comment uh i think your boy kg has the right of it 
He says, I think G-Baby is really a camp fan that's having a hard time coping with that era being over. Yeah. And I can empathize because I was mm-hmm. a, I was salty AF when 89 got run out of town. Yeah. And uh, yeah, G-Baby brings out the passion of people. But I also want to agree with Tony. When I'm on the free-for-all, I don't let people cuss at each other and call each other like, you know, names and shit. Yeah. We, 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 we got to stop doing that. We're not trying to promote that. Y'all can disagree. But don't yeah, call I like the jesting. Like I like that. Let's make it like smart jesting. Right. Instead Debated. of mean jesting. Sure. Use your intellect and your intelligence to make a better argument than the people that you disagree with. And that's how you dunk on them. That's what we're going to do. If you want to be right, then be right. But do it without the name calling. That's all we ask. Let's to go everyone. To, let's go to the next call. You dummy. <laughs> Hey man, it's Corey calling again. While I'm on the topic of just uh, ranting, this is about as good a time as any to uh, go ahead and say, shut the hell up about Justin Fields and what we should have done and, and all this and that. Hey. J.C. Horn was our pick. J.C. Horn is on our team. J.C. Horn is an elite player. Period. Point blank. That's it. Okay? Like, we don't have a quarterback still. I understand. We need a quarterback to win. I get it. Quarterbacks are more valuable than, 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 than defensive backs. Okay, but like that doesn't negate the like I don't I don't I don't get it, man. Like I don't know what people were expecting or 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 what. Like Justin Fields comes out and it's finally looking like good. Once again, he's looking good. He has not looked amazing this season. That motherfucker can run his ass off. Like more, one of the most like electric runners at, at in the NFL. But he's still got a lot to to get better at to be a considered a quote unquote franchise quarterback. I think he will get there. I think he's going to be great. But the way that people are just, like, talking and stamping like it's a done deal and that we just made the wrong choice, first of all, we were never going to draft the motherfucker. We traded for Sam Darnold. We traded three picks for Sam Darnold less than a month before. Do y'all know how mad y'all would have been if we traded three picks for a 24-year-old quarterback and then drafted uh, uh, another quarterback in the top ten of the same year? Like, that would have just been a terrible allocation of resources, whether you believe it or not. The team last year believed that Sam Darnold was going to be the guy. They went all in on this motherfucker, traded for him, and extended him for his fifth-round option. He was never fifth-year option. He was never, ever, ever going to be drafted a, a rookie first-round top-ten quarterback and then just have him breathe out his neck all training camp and, and all season. As soon as he throws the pick, we call him for Justin Fields. Like, like, that rule didn't even – he didn't even, like, bring in anybody to compete with Sam Darnold like on the veteran tip because he wanted Sam to have the job and have the confidence and go out there with knowing that the full team was behind him. Why the fuck would we ever draft just that was just it was never gonna happen. But like 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 it or not, it was never gonna happen. So I don't know why we're still harping on it almost two years later when again the player we drafted is great. That motherfucker is great. So like we, we crying over spilled milk and, and shit that, that does not um pertain to the team at all anymore. And every time you see Justin Fields make a great play, you don't have to think about, oh, how we could have had him. Because guess what, man? We got somebody <laughs> on our team just making plays, too. Um, yeah, good win. I'm, I'm hyped up this morning. I'm just, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the bad takes, man. I, like, y'all, like, like, I don't know. We have great players on the team, and I feel like motherfuckers are splitting hairs. They want it to be something else. And it's like, I don't, like, be happy with what we got because it's, it's, it's better than what it's been doing, man. Like we're on up and up. We're we're on the upswing. I feel like we got good things to talk about as 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 a, as a fan base. So y'all can find out all the great content, man. Keep on. Absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, look. How about this? 
You know how I said earlier that PFF we just use their numbers when, when they back up. It's gonna be Brian Burns like the best defensive no. end in the history of the and world. JC Horn, according to PFF, among cornerbacks, uh, he has the lowest passer rating allowed, five point eight. So guess what, dude? JC Horn's the best corner in the NFL. I don't want to hear shit about it. Am I being, Am I wrong? No, I don't give a shit, dude. I agree with the caller. To all the fans that are like, oh, we should have had Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. I wanted him at the time. And guess what? I was wrong. J.C. Horn is a badass. He is a staple of our defense. And I'm not sorry about nothing, Greg. No, 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 no. I agree with you 100%. This is on something totally different. Look at the number two name on that list. And remember, go back and check the tapes. This guy loved him. Yeah, look at the number we, two guy uh, on that list. James Bradbury, baby. Instead of him. Huh? Guess who we chose instead of James Bradbury? Anybody remember? I think we chose I chose James Bradbury. We drafted no, Bradbury. Uh, to ex- uh, we let him go in free agency. Oh, Dante Jackson, right? I think, no, I think that was when we paid Shaq. Hmm. Yeah, because we let Bradbury walk and we paid Shaq more money. I think that's what happened. Yeah, but you know, Bradbury's just been a good, a solid player. He was been he was pretty solid in New York. Hey, now he's on a good also, team. I think Shaq's like his third year in a row of having a hundred plus tackles. So I mean, look, I know we shit on Shaq. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like those days. Are, I mean, is Shaq? He's he's he can't he hasn't filled the shoes, you know, of the what we. That's it. That's the only reason. Until we get a linebacker that is like transcending again, Panther fans, it's just going to be like with Cam. Luke and TD created this. We've had a history of great linebackers for the Carolina Panthers, whether it was Witherspoon and Dan Morgan to John Beeson and Thomas Davis to Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. Um, we've had this like great run of linebackers, and Shaq, we were hoping, was just going to continue that. And uh, it's just kind of a hard run to continue. So it's just like this. Until we get the next Luke Keekley and the next Cam, we're going to be talking about Cam and Luke Keekley. Uh Next call. Every time somebody brings up Brian Burns, Tony got to talk about Julius Peppers and Von Miller. Those are two <laughs> of the best edge rushers of all time. What are we talking about? Damn. Reset the market. Somebody else has got to reset it in another year. That's how, that's how this shit works. All right. I mean, fair point. Where do you think, uh, here's a tough question, and it's going to be tough for the young cats to answer. Where does Brian Burns, where does he fit in the pantheon of Panther defensive ends historically? I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to say this, is that Julius Peppers is the number one you could argue that there was those 90s guys. We had Kevin Green, who had 15 sacks for us, but I was at the at latter end of his career. There was also one other dude that we got that had a good year. I think he was a free Gil- Gilbert. Uh, but think about this is like, what is the pantheon and the order? Uh, not even the order, but what's the top? And as Brian Burns, where is he on that list? Is You got to think of names like Julius Peppers. You got to think of names like Charles Johnson. I think Mike Rucker is going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Greg Hardy, whether we like it or Greg not. Greg Hardy had, you know, maybe for two, two seasons. Yeah, two seasons for him. So I think you have to put Brian Burns ahead of Greg Hardy now, but just because if he has one more season of being a valuable member of the team, who else are there? Somebody else can give me a name that I'm probably missing. I knew we had Pep, Johnson, Rucker. Who do we have in the 03 season? Was Rucker and Peppers? That was the two, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Chris Jenkins up the middle. So, like, maybe is Brian Burns what top four all time defensive end for the Carolina Panthers? Are you guys ready well, to say that? You've all, I don't I don't think you're ready to say that yet. I think he's on the path to be there. You got to remember he's only in what his fourth or fifth year, and these those are the guys you're talking about played eight nine years. Yeah, Greg, big money. So we're gonna play a good eight years. Yeah, easy. Buckner. So, oh no, it's Buckner and Jenkins. So yeah, maybe. You know what? He might be. Oof. Great question to answer. We're going to have to do some research on that question about uh, who are the best defensive ends of all time in Carolina Panthers history. And uh, is um, Kevin Green's man, Kevin Green had two 15 sack seasons, I believe, or 14. Like he had a big, even though he was at the end of his term and he's doing wrestling and stuff or whatever. Um, interesting. Yeah. interesting stuff all right uh last two calls of the night so far it looks like and then we've got a couple more things to talk about and we'll get out of here <laughs> right, some people up too I don't... yeah this is uh tim Epson. i just had to call and say pat mcafee had got shit on the c3 panther nation podcast wow <laughs> Tim is a motherfucking man, great, bro. We love you, dog. Great, great uh, member of the C3 fam. All right, last call. Mm. Hey, yo. Hey, shit, dog. Shit, the last call. <laughs> I wasn't even going to call in, man. I was just sitting like this next to show. And my man got down calling in talking about that. Hold on, real quick. Why didn't you just start it with my man? When you come in here, Make sure you got the hit the like button. Make sure you got the uh subscribe. You know what I'm saying? These boys always send out great content. If you got the first Tuesday, another great show on Tuesday. You know, you know you got the uh free for all Friday coming up Friday. Call in, you know what I'm saying? Cash out, do whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, man, real short sweet. I don't be gonna call me that man. Old buddy got there calling. He got there to get them off from the D baby guy. Oh, Everybody got a goddamn right to their own goddamn opinion. Men got that D baby got them. Be having different opinions a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still got to give them up for the shout out. You know what I'm saying? But my man got them who's up here for the D baby man. I don't want to hear you no more up here talking about them with that crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? I really don't really want to talk about that shit. You know, Yeah. Got that Steve Wilson doing a goddamn great job. 
you gonna keep pounding, you got them balls, you got that keep stacking and shit. Like got that coach say, you got them running it hard and full time. Sit go ahead and pay Brian Burns. Did he worth it? He got them playing on show to get my fifteen sacks this season. Shit, he got some games, but we're gonna see. Then in trade got the Dante Jackson in the yeah. off season, we don't need him. Anyways, everybody have a got a great night. You come in here, hit the like button. Come in here, uh, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Everybody have a great night. Keep pounding. See you down night. Hey, see dog. He's keeping, like you said. Dude, see dog is that chill-ass uncle who's been around the block. He's always going to keep it real with you. It's, you know, see dog is the man, man. He's like, <laughs> hey, Respect each other's differences of opinions and keep it moving, man. And more importantly, like he said, hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell, show some love to the C3 Panther podcast. And uh, yeah, man, it's like we should all be on good vibes, right? No matter well, right what. right now. I mean, first of all, there's yeah, like, I mean, there's a saying. few people that, again, we want to remind you guys that we're not sports journalists. Or not, I'm not a football expert. I'm an expert football fan. This is a show that is meant to be passionate, to be opinionated, and uh, to have those opinions that fans do, right? So, uh, look, I, I love the intercolor jesting to a degree. I love the bets that people make on this. I love the poking and the jokes and the uh, imitating people's voices. So, yeah, like, look, his family's getting spats. But here, we're going to, like, I just listened to C-Dog. Just listen to Sea Dog. And I want to give a shout out. A couple of things is tomorrow night, uh, we have got um, the C3 beat check, and we have Mark Burgeon from the Believe in Steelers podcast, um, who is co host with Ike Taylor. Um, and they do the Believe in, they're going to help us preview the Pittsburgh matchup tomorrow at 8 30. That guest, we're going to try to still to line up potentially a Panthers beat reporter at eight. Cody and I will jump on a few minutes before and uh, hang out with uh, Mark Burgeon uh, of the Believe in Carol uh, Believe in Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. But real shout out though to my man Cam Rogers, who is uh, helps run uh, the Believe Network, and uh, he's the one that always gets us these guests. Man, he's been so gracious and so thoughtful to see three Panthers podcast because Tony gets. So slack sometimes, particularly when it's the last week of school. I'm grading exams and papers like crazy. I'm so behind right now. It is crunch time for me. But you, uh, Cam Rogers, is partnering with uh, Run Your Pool. And uh, he's got something coming up. And what you can see is this is I'm going to give you guys. I put the the uh, image up or the kind of, I guess, what is it? The pamphlet for this. Uh, what he does is he will be hosting a college football game challenge for his new betting show. It's free to play. Uh, so what you just do is you go pick all the bowl games uh, for college football that's coming up. You get a free entry, hmm. and first place gets $1,000. So I guess the more people that do this, uh, so support Cam Rogers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now of how you can play this, and then I will put it hopefully in the show description. This came right to me at the last second before we started the show, but he's so thoughtful and gracious with our guests. Want to make sure, and hey, it's free. Go. Who doesn't like a free entry to try to just pick some teams, man? Um, 
so that's fun right there. And then next up, one of the things we wanted to kind of do is make this show longer. It's 1159 and we want to make this show longer. And I've been dying to do a little bit more than beyond the Panther or just the Panthers and at least look around the NFL news briefly uh, on the show for a moment Uh, tonight in NFL news. uh, First and most interestingly and related to the Carolina Panthers, uh, they have decided to go with Desmond Ritter. We mentioned this earlier, wondering why they hadn't given their anemic offense that they've been putting together, but they have been in the hunt. I'm sure that they continue to look at themselves in the hunt for the NFC South as well. And probably thinking, man, Marcus Mariota gives us the best chance, but they decided to go with Ritter, but wildly Marcus Mariota seemingly has not taken the news. Well, has left the team guys. He's left the team. So he's like left. Yes. I'll give you the, uh, I had the quote, I'm going to pull the quote up, but yes, he uh, was told this. They're going to end up putting him on injured reserve because he has a questionable knee, but he just quit, dude. Uh, He quit the team. That's what it seems like. And some people are having a hard time believing this because particularly people that were fans of him in Tennessee, or at least saying things didn't work out or blah, blah, blah in Tennessee. but. Everything. I'm gonna give you the quote from Arthur Smith. Have you? So you haven't heard about this? I I, I knew that they were gonna start Desmond Ritter, but I hadn't heard anything about Mariota leaving. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't they, know they, he was leaving. They, yeah. But 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 like when you say leave, what he just left the building, or they waived him, or what? This is what they are. Is it says this? This is according to, um, who wrote this story? This is on the Athletic right now. Is the Falcons don't know when. Uh, I see. It's a, hold on. It's a, a Falcons head coach Arthur Smith knew he was taking a risk last week when he chose to make rookie Desmond Ritter his starting quarterback. What he didn't know at the time is he wouldn't have a safety net for the decision. That's how things turned out, though. When uh, veteran Marcus Mariota left the team at least temporarily to have what Smith described as a chronic knee issue evaluated. The Falcons don't know when or if Mariota, Mariota, who started 13 games this season, will return to the team, and they anticipate anticipate placing the quarterback on injured reserve. When asked about this, Arthur Smith said this, the knee it is nothing that has been an issue this season, but that's Mariota's prerogative. So, of course, you want all your guys to be here, but guys have to make decisions. It's part of the professional sports. You have to have contingency plans. And then they was asked about how he took the news. Uh, And I don't know if it was in this order, but goes on to say this is that those conversations are never easy. You try to be truthful, whether they agree or not. These, those are conversations you have to have. So look, (laughs) is that it seems like he would have played if he was a starter, the knee wouldn't have been problematic. He quit. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, it's uh, I don't know. I, to me, it doesn't speak very well of Mariota. Like yeah. you're not, you're not a particular. It seems out of character. A lot of Mariota yeah. fans have said. Uh, well, new Daddio in the in the chat room just said, um, you know, he's been playing on a bad leg, but also if you're the Falcons, I completely understand it. Like they're yeah. doing 
what I wish the Panthers had the ability to do, and that's see what they have in their rookie quarterback that they drafted. You know, to know what they have long term and to get them some meaningful playing time. Um, I understand. Yeah, I understand that. And by the way, there's there's no guarantee that he stays healthy, right? So, okay, you're the backup. You need to be ready to go in. I know, I know. Uh, And you know what? He's been okay with that with the Raiders in different cases. CK, do the Falcons get better with Ritter? I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, it's it's hard to say that he's going to be able to come in and and make a, a difference in that offense. I, you know, the Mariota thing, I think, probably stems from this was his last opportunity to prove he was a starter, right? And if even if he, if you look at his numbers, he wasn't horrible, right? He was an okay quarterback. He just wasn't putting them over the top. Um, and and I think that that if they didn't bench him, I think another team would would be willing to take a flyer on him next year. Um, so I think that's where his frustration probably lies. If I had to guess now, uh, again, that's purely, you know, speculative. Um, I don't know. Um, we saw him and it was clearly not the greatest, uh, quarterbacking in the, on the face of the planet, but, uh, Desmond Ritter, I'm not entirely confident in after his draft, uh, after his draft video where he said that I found out that I was a, uh, that I was a dad when my wife or my girlfriend told me. Uh, uh, well you know one thing is that he did play pretty well in the preseason he looked like uh yeah marcus mariota was 184 for 300 passing with 2219 yards 15 touchdowns nine interceptions other in the news right uh, related i guess continued the story greg doesn't want his name anymore Hmm. baker mayfield i guess this is not even news yeah this is not even news this was on nfl.com and I just saw Baker's name. Yeah. Um, he's to start for the pack. Like, wh- why wouldn't he start? He came in and won yeah. the game uh, like a day over. I don't even know how this it's is a story, story, to be honest. It would be a bigger news story if he wasn't starting. Yes, right. yes. Um, and the big blockbuster news last night as the New England Patriots um, were able to, well, went on the road and defeated the Arizona Cardinals and now have strangely entered into this weird conversation. People are like, should we believe in the Patriots? Hell no, you shouldn't. Uh, but Kyler Murray suffered a torn ACL in the first series, I think, of that game. Um, out for the season, non-contact injury. I didn't see it happen. Did anybody see it? Um, no. But non-contact um Turf related continues to be part of the discussion. The crazy story about the, the to kind of watch up with this is I didn't see this injury because I wasn't going to watch this game last night. My fantasy football season was on the line, and the guy I was playing had Kyler Murray and Richardson from the from the New England, and both of them got injured in the first quarter in this game. And in uh, yeah. really really sad news here. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, Mike Leach, uh, Mississippi State coach, has passed away. And anybody who really is just interested in trolling through someone's Twitter line, just look at my Twitter, my tweet, maybe from Monday of last week. Um, And I just said this is Mike Leach. It's a national treasure. I spent my morning watching YouTube videos of him, and it just made my day better. This was last week, and Mike Leach is the best. He's got the wildest takes and stories in the history of the world. One of the best things you can ever watch. 
is how he ranks the mascots for one of the conferences he played in and like who would be the worst hardest to fight or beat like straight up and it's this crazily in-depth and sophisticated answer he has these wild takes about candy corn these fun takes it makes you love this dude and there's all of these incredible stories out there and his legacy was sort of tainted by this one incident where this one former player at Texas Tech claimed that he put him in a storage closet. All of that story was later debunked, it looks like. Uh, but Mike Leach is a is like a honest, crazy character, um, or was a crazy character. He's passed away now, and what people would describe as the godfather of the air raid offense, Lincoln Riley, former assist, uh, um, offensive coordinator for the ECU Pirates, Oklahoma Sooner, uh, coach who's just slayed it with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, right? Uh, who has now got another Heisman winner in the USC quarterback, uh, was first hired by Mike Leach as a student assistant, student assistant, played under Mike Leach. He was so this guy, um, unfortunately, he suffered from a massive heart attack, passed away, I guess, this morning and last night. Um, Mike Leach, go watch his stuff on YouTube, it'll just make your life better. You'll realize this is that, you know, if you get upset about every single thing someone says imperfectly, you miss people who have great character and are truly. Look, he would talk, talk in press conference about what he's watching on TV, like uh, Netflix. Dude, he was incredible. You know, he was man. a lawyer. He got I mean, a look, not, 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 only was he, not only was he great to listen to on the mic. Dude, he would say some outlandish yeah, shit. crazy. But, from a, but dude. Like from a football perspective, this man is literally Legend. one of the most pivotal men in the implementing of the air raid offense. I mean, this is the guy. I mean, that West Coast air raid style of offense, Mike Leach is the guy. And by the way, that's why Mississippi State went out and hired him because of his passing acumen and the type of offenses that he's been associated with. So, I mean, he is a very well, was a very well-respected guy in NFL circles. Uh, I feel terrible, man. Only 61 years old. I mean, he was the acting head coach of uh, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, my you know, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and uh, rest in prayer. Um, Cliff Kingsbury coached under him. Uh, the list yeah. of people is like, uh, like you said, the influence on the game of football. One of the things that was great uh, about this is how it not only changed college football, it changed professional football as well. So it's just kind of uh, part of the history of the game of football. Uh, we're getting close to Christmas. In fact, what is this? Uh, how does this work? Is it when they say, so, is, to, you, you know about this, CK. So, yeah, basically what I'm gathering from this, this is the first day of the uh, Merry Crispix, right? Is that what he called? Was that what it was? Or Pickmas? It was Pickmas. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, basically, this is the first day. It just dropped tonight here 10 minutes ago. Um, so, if you play a $25 entry, you will get a free $100 entry in addition to that. Um, or, or to be able to win an additional $100 for free. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, what I'm gathering is you do your $25 and then you'll be able to do another $25 to win up to a hundred dollars. Um, if I'm gathering, you know, I could be wrong on that, but you guys maybe correct me if that that's basically what I'm gathering there. 
One of the things, though, is this, is that these plays have to be, if you read the kind of the fine print on this, play 25, get free entry to win 100. So if you play, all right, so they have a thing on prize picks where you get free entries, mm-hmm. and I haven't got one yet, uh, but I think it's because I haven't been through my promotional funds. I think they give it to people who haven't, who aren't on their promotional funds anymore. But anybody who plays tomorrow plays $25, will then right get- now. Or yeah, today actually. You're right. Now here's the catch with this is with uh now this is awesome. When you play a hundred dollars, you get a free entry to win two fifty. So uh you're kind of getting a hedge on your entry uh, right. with the opportunity to win even more. But here's the thing is it says this is with only players in action on twenty on twelve fourteen. So you're gonna have to be on something maybe what, that World day. Cup, NBA, something like that. But look out for more of these deals. Uh, or these, uh, and they have these all the time. That's what's a more mm-hmm. that's really cool about Prize Picks. They have Flex Friday, where you get a free protected play up to twenty five dollars. So you can just play twenty five dollars. If you lose, you just it was a free entry ultimately. Mm-hmm. And if you win, you just win what you would have won. You get Taco Tuesdays, where you get reduced amounts. You get free entries like Justin Herbert, right? So it's really fun to play pri- Prize Picks. The number, the promo code C three. Make sure you use that. They have been our sponsor this season and have extended with us through January and February, but we'll still be talking about them despite that, because even when they're not a direct paid sponsor, um, we're going to still affiliate with them with that code because we like prize picks so much. So uh, that's the C3 Panthers podcast except for one last segment, the longest running Panthers podcast out there, the actual longest running podcast now three hours and 13 minutes in. Now it's time to ice up. uh, Well, actually to, now it's time for the longest running segment on the longest running Panthers podcast, the ice up picks where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. It's our homage to Steve Smith. Um, and uh, this is where everybody is fair game. We try to talk mo- mainly about football on this show, but the ice up picks is where we uh, open our opinions and our life to a- anything um, and tell them to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Anybody chomping at the bit tonight? Wait, hold on, man. Hold on, man. We got to play this fire-ass drop. Ice up, son. Ice up. I'm icing you up. You know how things are. I forgot about the drop, too. (laughs) I'm getting tired, man. man. Uh, All right. Well, uh, anybody chomping at the bit? I'll, I'll go real quick. Mine's easy. Uh, as everybody's been following me on this show and on my other show knows, I've been watching Game of finally catching up on Game of Thrones. I uh, finished it last weekend. Everybody who's watched this show has told me that I'm going to hate the ending, and I thought that I maybe I could get through it, and I'd be like, okay, it's, maybe I just won't hate it as much as everybody says. No, I absolutely hate the ending. It's absolutely terrible. So I'm icing up the writers. Who is it? Uh, Weiss and the writers. Dave though, Benioff and Benioff. Dan Weiss. Dan Weiss, yeah. I'm icing them up because – it almost seems like you couldn't have written something worse than what you did. It's like you took every idea you had and said, well, what's the worst idea of that? How can we make this worse than that? And I don't understand where they were going with it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen the show. That's what, five, six years old now. But uh, to to those guys who totally ruined the ending of the show. Didn't ruin the show, but the ending of the show, Ice Up. Ice Up. Um, I had mine pulled up. All right, so um, mine's pretty funny, or at least I think it is. Um, I'm icing up when your mom walks in 
into your room and you're in the middle of doing something and you, you just don't know oh, that God. she's behind you and you end up letting the language fly, man, this will make sense after it. But my man didn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just curse? It shall sound like you said shit. I said she's. Oh, she's. <laughs> hey. He's quick with it, though. You see that? He is quick with it. Yeah, man. Dude, that jumped. He got so scared. He said, I want to play that again. Listen to him and watch his jump. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just curse? Did you just curse? Uh -huh. It shall sound like you said shit. I said she's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's my automatically, I go with this video mm -hmm. fake. You scared me. You know somebody on the other end of that listening to him is like, ha ha. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So yeah, I'm icing up uh, when your mom walks in the room and you don't even know about it and you're doing doing something wrong, saying something bad. And now it's on camera, man. So it's even worse. Ice up. I don't even know who I'm icing up, but that was fun. Then play video cameras on your cell phone. How about that? All right, my uh, ice up pick goes to the, the crypto world and the crazy wild investing of this story that continues to unfold about the notable and clearly bad guy Bankman Freed, who we should have known from the beginning. His name. his name yeah yeah and that was the best we have seen about it but today they're continuing they're investigating this in congress right now and uh the new ceo hired to guide ftx through banks bankruptcy testified today and uh he said this he said it's an absence of record record keeping employees would communicate invoicing and expenses on slack which is essentially a way of communicating in chat rooms they used QuickBooks. A multi-billion dollar company used QuickBooks. Representative Ann Wagner asked in shock, QuickBooks? And then he responded, QuickBooks. Nothing against QuickBooks. It's a very nice tool, just not for a multi-billion dollar company. Ray, who oversaw Enron during this, he's the guy they brought in to clean up the Enron mess, this guy. So he's the fixer for these fraudulent companies that, I guess, that comes in for investors. And he said that this was worse than Enron. And uh, the jokes immediately and the parallels immediately come to the scene in Breaking Bad, where Walter White's wife then goes to save her former employer who was committing tax fraud, and she acted like the ditzy woman, and she said that she used Quicken to do the books. And the guy in the in uh, the IRS auditing agent in Breaking Bad said, Quicken? For a company this size? Uh, Bankman freed in a multi-billion dollar scheme to defraud everybody. Oh, by the way, on top of this, 
uh, that all the money from FTX, they were just like giving without condition to his girlfriend to invest in the stock market and her hedge fund. No barriers between the two companies. It was people basically rich kids smoking meth and getting people to give them money to party. QuickBooks, Bankman Freed, bad guy, ice up. My question is, does this hurt or help QuickBooks reputation as a company? <laughs> like, you're like, hey, uh, you might call it a tool, but hey, multi-billion dollar companies even use it to screw you, to screw the government. Oh, QuickBooks, screw the government. Uh, that's my ice up. Uh, Bankman Freed, notorious bad guy. By the way, he couldn't attend the Congressional. He couldn't be interviewed because he's in jail in the Bahamas. Um, that is the C3 Panthers pie. Oh, no, CK, what do you got? You got ice I'm, up pig. No, no. I'm, ice up been, Yeah, <laughs> ice up You need to go to bed. You didn't have to muscle this hard. The number is 252-228-5098. We'll be back here tomorrow night for uh, the beat check. Where we got Mark Burgeon. Uh, helping us break down this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers matchup. We'll be continuing to cover this on the Friday free-for-all. Saturday simulation will be fun, and the Sunday post game will be great. Cody Lashney in the house. How can they get after you? What are you doing uh, on that uh, drafttech.com? Yeah, man, tomorrow there's a brand-new mock draft on drafttech.com, picking number nine, so it's a different pick, you know, because uh, the Panthers' pick keeps on moving. Down and down the board, closer to 32. Let's go. But uh, check out my written comment or content on drafttech.com. And every Friday at 7 p.m., you, that's right, you, can join the Friday free-for-all. Every Friday at 7 p.m., the uh, show for Panther fans, by the Panther fans, you can join and be on the show just like us are doing right here, right now. And, um, yeah, man, that's... uh. That's about it. We'll also be back uh, Sunday for the post-game show. Um, Greg, how can they get after you? Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter, my personal handle, or come check out my other show, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse, live on Fridays, nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Uh, this week, I think we're talking about Doom Patrol, Willow, and some trailers, and uh, wrapping up Game of Thrones. So. CK, you can find me at Codizzle Allen on most social media platforms. And, of course, the Madden simulation, as uh, Tony has alluded to in the previous statement. Um, that's it for me. Speaking of simulations, a uh, guy on Twitter just sent me this, at Mr. Strats. He sent this to the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy and Cody, too. He said, this is my favorite sim outcome. Ran 10,000 simulations in a Monte Carly sim, and it spit out this one first. And this would be... <laughs> Look at this. Is the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> wow. Loser in the Super Bowl. But hell. The even Super the Bowl. simulations, even the computers are on our side as we uh trying to simulate success right now and turn it into real success. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, 8 30 at the latest probably a little bit earlier and rocking and rolling throughout the season make sure you guys show up to bank of america and send us those pictures of you using the hashtag c3 panthers pod podcast hashtag c3 let's get this protect the bank cody lashney 
Protect the bank. Protect the bank, baby. Uh, hey, man, C3 Panthers podcast. Signing out. You already know what to do, baby. Keep pounding.